Dudes, welcome back to Scav Talk, everyone. Today's episode, we're be discussing the recently closed ammo events that BSG posted for the community. Uh, then we're going to talk about NDAs and ETS and the year 2023 and boo, we hate them. Uh, also, <laughs> we'll be talking about the Grey Zone announcement trailer, I think, or was this like a secondary gameplay trailer? Yeah. Uh, that made its rounds on the interwebs. And then we'll talk about Naquan as well, balancing FPS games. And then perhaps we'll have time for some comments. Yeah. So, how was the event? Yeah. How was it? It was I heard good. Some things about it. Yeah. I mean, there's some things. Um, I, thought, I thought it was okay. I thought it was fine. <clears throat> it's another one of those events that's a little bit weird because I, I just hope or wish that they would do something and really like throw a curveball in because okay so so the basics of the event was pretty much everything above i think it was about 35 pen right got right. removed from the traders and i think also from the flea like if you could buy those things on the flea before i don't think you could buy them <clears throat> anymore temporarily there was that like weird un notice uh, that went out saying all of these ammo is banned so that includes like basically everything within 762 by 54r which is quite funny outside of the ones at the bottom all the regular stuff, 5.6A1, 5.5A1, 5.5.6 was gone. Um, PP, BP, BT for 5.4.5. So like all, all the good stuff, just not there anymore. You could craft ammo still in the hideout. So you could still make mm. PP, CBJ, um, M9M5, like anything like that that you had access to craft, you could still make it. But obviously those things were on a very long timer. Those ones are normally about 13 hours. So if you want to play like and actually do the, the quest that you got given during the event, it would take you a bit longer. Now, I can't remember if the quest had appeared when we talked last, but I guess I not. So. No. so alongside this ammo scarcity event, the quest appeared from Peacekeeper called Punisher Harvest. This is like a new version of the Punisher thing, Punisher questline slash Punisher tournament. Like it's all kind of the same sort of vibe. And you had to kill 50 players and hand in 50 dog tags above level 25. I think it was. I, I know you've got it on screen. I can't quite see. Is it 25? Yeah. And that was that was sort of a controversial one a little bit. I mean, well, not really controversial, but that one tripped a few people up. I think there's oh, really? there seems to be two types of players in the Tarkov community. One type of players that hoards all the dog tags because BSG often uses them in end events for various like, you know, barters when stuff is hard to find or you can get alt-ins for, you know, 10 level 45 dog tags and stuff like that. So I'm one of those players that tends to keep all the dog tags. Like I don't really need the money desperately, so I don't usually sell them. And they're useful for staff and dailies and whatnot as well. And uh, the other side of the player base that sells all their dog tags just to you know, get that influx of cash and try and make their PvP a bit more profitable. And so if you were that kind of player, like you had to then kill fifth and extract with, I don't think it was finding raid. Uh, it wasn't necessary to be finding raid, so you could just put them in your sick case. Okay. But you had to extract with and basically kill and extract in some fashion, like kill and loot the body of uh, 50 players above level 25. So if you killed anybody 25 and under, you basically had to go and do even more of the quest to get enough of the tags to actually complete it. So I had all the tags before I even started. Didn't hand them in because I wanted to you know, min-max the minimum level possible. So I did it all at the end. But <laughs> it meant that I didn't have to worry about it. So I could just like kill the dudes. Um... <clears throat> so chat's saying they did have to be fine and raid. I thought some other people said they didn't have to be fine and raid. I I'm actually not sure. I, I'm, I'm not sure. And I didn't really think about it. I guess maybe they did because I didn't have that many when I clicked like turn in. So maybe they did one them too as well because TKing or does it still force the level to zero? Is that not a thing? I can't mm, remember. Oh yeah, that's like that's like puts them to one ruble. 
Oh, one ruble. Oh, okay. Mm. So I guess you could I would do hold... that. Yeah. I mean, it just it just makes sense for them to make it final raid. Most everything else is. Yeah. So. Okay, so it probably was finding raid then. Um, either which way, it didn't really matter to me because um, I had all the stuff anyway. So yeah, that like really guppered up some people. So I guess like yeah, if you died with it in your container, like, you actually had to extract them with a survive. And I mean, I had one weird raid where I like saw somebody right off the rip, killed them, looted their body, and left, and I got a run through <coughs> for a PMC, which was like, quite annoying. Um, and especially if you needed those tags, it'd be a pain. But anyway, it was pretty fun. I think people went to diff- some people went to different maps to do it. Some people went on woods just to take it nice and slowly. Um, some people went to customs because it's yeah, customs is quite a thunderdome towards the end of the white. And then ninety five percent of people just went on factory and just you know duked it out there because it's just by far the fastest way to yeah. do the question. Fifty PMC kills is actually quite a lot. Like you know, we were talking about some of my stats because you know I'm not the typical shift W player. So I tend not to, and I don't have that many raids. So I'm I'm just shy of 400 raids now, which is really not many. Uh, you know, most of like most of you listening probably will have more than 400 raids, and I have got do 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 301 PMC kills. So I got you know 50 of the 300 that I've had the whole wipe in the last week, just because you spam factory over and over and over and over. Yeah, and you just get them real quick. So yeah, I think that, and I think that's an okay rate. Like it took, uh, we did two sessions. I got twenty-one on the first session, got to forty-one on the second session, and then had nine to do on the th- on the Thursday. Um, which yeah, I think is about right because I remember when I was doing the Punisher tryouts for that tournament, the Pestley tournament, which I ended up like being late for the entry, and I probably wouldn't have got it anyway because I didn't have that higher score. But I think you, a player like me, was getting like. 30 in the three hours and that was like spamming the raids and like slamming the raids out having stuff preset and like setting a timer for the 30 yeah for the three hours and that kind of thing so getting 21 in a slightly more chilled way i guess it kind of makes sense um but yeah i mean i find it really fun i haven't had an excuse to go to factory for a while I really enjoyed duking it around Factory. I think, like, especially some people who are newer to the stream as well, I think some people are quite surprised <laughs> when I go to Factory because I really do like chatting around on Factory. It's, it's, it's great. And I know the map, like, really well because it's not that big. It's much more formulaic than some of the other maps. And I feel, like, very comfortable and at home there. Like, obviously, you know, you die a bunch in silly ways. But uh, with the event and people actually actively going for kills too, um, it, and just the whole, the PvP felt amazing and was a lot of fun. I tried out loads of different things. Um, Basically, came to the, like some short takeaways. I came to the conclusion that leg meta just doesn't isn't really very good. Like it's okay. Um, yeah. the, we had success with the vector. Maybe we no, yeah. Well, I'll I'll go into this now a little bit. We had some success with the vector uh, with rip the the forty five vector because it does one hundred and thirty damage to the leg. And I did this little like explainer <laughs> partway through because we tried the P ninety with the R thirty seven F and that used to shred people. But I found it really hard to get any kills. Like I did, I killed one guy who I caught completely by surprise. Who was for, like, we were down in the tunnel section, and he was like facing like ninety degrees away from me, and I nearly died <laughs> to this man because the way that the leg changes have affected the leg matter thing, right? The thirty percent cut that your damage takes, like mm-hmm. the P ninety's like highest damage round R thirty seven F, only does ninety eight in the first place. So when you cut thirty percent off that. It really starts to hurt, right? You get like the first 65 at, a, at the full value, and then everything after that is cut by a great extent. And yes, you could shoot both legs. So there's a little bit of a tweak there, but is like it, the is it a 30% reduction or it's a 30% total? It's a 
reduction. It's a 30% reduction. Okay. Yeah. So the spillover is now, it goes through at 70% of the original. Um, so you do, I mean, it's what, like 69 per bullet yeah, or 69, roughly something like that? Six, yeah. yeah, something like that. Um, which is like a lot less than it used to. So it used to five shot people into one single leg and now it's seven hits. And yeah, then when it's... you account, yeah, when you account for like the misses and stuff, like the, the P, let's put it this way, the PPSH before the change used to be seven with LRNPC or was it AKBS? Either, either or. I think it was the same. And then after the change, the PPSH is like 11 shots or something. Yeah, so that's a lot. lot. The P90's gone from five to seven, which I think is noticeable. Especially, like, you don't, you don't hit every bullet. Like, if you hit every shot at 900 RPM, yeah, they die. Like, that, that's fine. But it gives them a decent enough amount of time to, like, turn around and, like, mess you up as they're using normal bullets. Like, even just taking two or three shots, like, across your body is enough to really put you in trouble. Um, they don't just instantly die. Whereas the Vector with um, 45 rip, that's gone from four shots to five shots. And the yeah. fire rate's higher, right? It's, like, 900 to 1,100 on the, on the 45 Vector. And that didn't feel as noticeable to me. <laughs> Um, a combination of the fire rate and the the damage, yeah. Like one extra bullet, like doesn't matter too much. Um, but yeah, like once once you take into account misses and stuff, it does start to hurt a bit. Right. But like we shredded people with the vector, and the P ninety really didn't. It felt very rough to me. Um, and then outside of that, I tried a few other different things. The I like ran with the Val a little bit. The, the MP seven, like I died to the Gilla a couple of times because it just doesn't do enough damage. Um. Recalls like kind of weird on it, and the thing that I had the most success with was uh, the M4. Honestly, the M4 was really good. Uh, I tried like I tried the, uh, the mutant a little bit. We had a little bit of RD play, but like I really just found that the the M4 was just so good. Like we were running meta M4s basically, like you know low thirty recoils and higher go with like shaker suppressors and growl grips and all that, all that kind of stuff. And because I had nine nine five and eight five five zero one saved up, I, I really do think that like nine nine five 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 zero one is so good for fighting players. I know people always say like, oh, you know, the intermediate cartridges are just not enough damage and da da da. And I think that's certainly true for like the MP seven and for five four five, but for five five six, M nine nine five plus like if you hit your shots properly, M nine nine five plus five five zero one, it does enough damage to to really shred people. You can you can still one shot somebody through a Tegilla face shield with M nine nine five. Which surprised me. I actually didn't think it would do that. But because the damage is high enough, it still does, which is quite interesting. We it did was it like 37, 39? It's 40? like really close. It's like, what, the actual damage on yeah. M95? Yeah, M95 is um, do, 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 42. Oh, okay, much higher. And so it goes, so it goes, it is, yeah. it is good, yeah. So it goes down to like 35.8 or something. It's like 36 damage once it's gone through the damage reduction. Because oh, okay. um, it's like 53 pen. So it's, it's there or thereabouts, but it just about works and just about kills. And then 5501 is just such a good bullet on its yeah. own. And I was just going like 10, 20. It's how I did. Um, <coughs> you remember when I basically did like a month on labs looking for the far forward kits? I was using the AK 101 there and I did the same. I was going 10 M9 and 5, 20, 855 A1. And against players, it's great. Like against AIs, it's a bit rough. But on Factory for a Punisher event, like outside of Tegilla, who. It ended up being okay because um, you can just shred his helmet with if you've got nine and five at the start. It ended up working really well, and like we had such a good time with it. Like people not wearing a, a helmet uh, or like wearing a class four, you just instantly pen them and they die um, because you're the high RPM. You've just got a higher chance of hitting them in the head. It's like that perfect balance between like low recoil, the damage is decent. You'll kill them with the body shots if you just so happen to spike off a headshot. They're using a slower RPM weapon. You're more likely to just hit one, and then you just instantly win. Like it's just it was just really good. It felt so good. I got most of my kills with it. Um, and it just, yeah, it was, it was great. It was great. So 
that was fine for me. Um, I obviously had the ammo in. I had enough ammo of of five five six to not have to worry about other stuff. This is why we tried some leg wetter things though, just to sort of get into the swing of the event because I think that was probably the next best thing that you could get if you had run out. And lots of people oh, were asking right, me like, "Oh, right. I don't have anything above thirty seven pen. I haven't got any. I haven't stockpiled anything. Like, what can I do?" So I was like, "Well, try like Magnum Buck." leg people if you're higher level than because this is one of the issues too is that the good leg meta stuff is often really high level i think like 45 rip yeah. is mechanic four or something <clears throat> so if you're like you know mid-20s or whatever like your right choices are really limited yeah you can still buy them flee but you're gonna pay i mean yeah historically they've been over a thousand rubles and especially during the event i guess because everybody yeah. wants to buy them i can actually can actually quickly look it up um, I was going to ask too. I mean, I'm, in, I'm I feel like I, you know, know the answer, but just wanted to make sure you could still craft the the ammos, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. But obviously, you know, that would last you maybe one <laughs> or two raids. Yeah, and it takes ages to. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. I mean, I guess you could craft some SMG bullets, but like one of the weird things about the meta of it was that you for picking up the quest, you got given two Reesty helmets. Yeah. And two Thor armors, the class sixes. So. Yeah. A lot of people were just, just using them because they were free. And because the oh, high okay. pen issue meant that a lot of people couldn't buy the bullets to even deal with them, which meant that a lot of people then were starting to use leg meta. So yeah, like 45 rip last week was somewhere between 1,800 and 2,500 per bullet, which when you're firing it at 1,100 RPM, that's expensive. Let me tell you, expensive. But yeah, so it was, it was kind of a funny meta. Um, like going turbo kitted on factory was actually like the worst it's ever been because normally people are geared for like the average player, like class five armor, class four right. helmet. And so you go with BP or, you know, I mean, BP will still be really good, but because the, because of the prevalence of the class six, like monster armor and the Reese helmets, <laughs> lots of people started running leg matter instead. I'm and, surprised people just didn't run the SVT or ABT. Well, they they did. Some people did, but um, yeah, a lot of people just hadn't stockpiled those. Um, I got killed by SMB a couple of times, so that was another thing that people were doing. Anybody who'd crafted uh, that was that worked. Obviously, but I see what you're saying because you get these kits. Like a lot of people had, like when the event first popped off, everyone had good armor, good good helmet, right? Yeah, but maybe and, not. And because everyone was trading, helmet. right? Yeah, so everyone yeah, was just exactly, like, you'd, you'd yeah. kill someone with a Thor, you'd take it, you'd use the Thor, they, right. someone else would kill you, they'd take the Thor. Like, there were lots of Thors, you know, they, I can't remember, what's their, what's their starting HP? Is it like 95 during in-game or something? I, I can't really remember. Um, I'll have to have a go, go and have a look. Thor 85 integrated. is my guess. Oh, it's oh. 90. Yeah, it's okay. 90. Um, and I saw them down to like 47. Yeah. Like, like 38. Like, yeah. stuff like this, like, people had like taken them again yeah. and again and again and again and again into the raid. And, you know, in fairness, even down to as the usual rule of thumb, at half durability, it acts like the class below. So even at 45, it's still kind of like a class five, like a sort of crappy class five. I mean, it's got a lot of durability anyway. So even at half dur, it's probably on par with like a HPC rig or something you would imagine, albeit with, you know, a lot of weight. So okay. I'm assuming you didn't see a lot of the HKs that they gave you. I did see a couple of HKs. I saw, I saw a few. Um, I took a few, disassembled them, and sold them all. Um, <laughs> yeah. I sold all of mine. I didn't use it once. I didn't even try. Um, it looks yeah, like I the, saw a couple. It looks like the HK bill from like patch eleven. <laughs> I know it was like a tease almost. Yeah, like genuinely like a tease. Like you know, don't like tease the, the glory days from patch eleven. I know. I know. It's like the Chad Labs loader. Yeah. I know. It's so sad. 
so sad. But anyway, yeah, I, I took a couple of those and, and just disassembled them because I just thought, I don't think it's a good gun. I mean, it's not for me, at least. Some people might be able to make it work, but I certainly can't. But uh, yeah, I mean, it was a lot of fun. I thought it was really good. I thought it was really good. Okay. Uh, it's pretty basic, though, like fairly basic event, but it just incentivized people to actually push for the kills, like not be too like, because I'm not really one to uh, worry about campers and stuff. It's just kind of part of the game. and I, mean, I don't worry about it too much, but it really decreased the number of people playing like that. Like everybody was just like sprinting around shift Wing, and it is fun to play like that sometimes, especially mm-hmm. on factory. Yeah. Which is cool. And then, yeah, we had some good plays, good plays too. I had one in particular that was quite fun. Killed like one guy with an SVD in one of the stairwells and then ran into the bathrooms and I was like trying to heal. And there was somebody else, I think maybe it was his duo, who was like sprinting after him. He was a little bit further away. And I was in the like, you know, the central bit of the bathrooms where there's the hole in the floor. Yeah. And just as he was like coming around, he was like running around and I just like dropped down through the hole and just like sprayed him up through the hole into that. And he was just like, where's he gone? <laughs> where is he? <laughs> and I just killed the, killed the guy up there, which was cool. I was like, oh, that's, I'm quite proud of that. And um, there was like one which was, it was it was mixed. I like again on the stairwells in the bathrooms. There's a dude coming up the stairs, and I sprinted up behind him. He didn't even like see me, and I shot at him. But the railing saved him. I ran into the bathroom, reloaded a forty rounder, and there was here. He'd gone directly right. This is from the vending machine stairs next to gate three, the one just on the inside. So I, like went went directly right into the the bathrooms, and there was him, and then another teammate behind him, and just like <laughs> just, just shredded all the way down. Like the, the killed both of those guys. Yeah. Ran out, reloaded, ran back in. There was a third who was left peeking, but I didn't, I didn't see him in time, so he got one or two shots. I sprint left. There's another guy comes around the corner from the, the other end of the bathrooms. I kill him, reload, sprint back up again. The first guy's like, come and run back in to try and grab me while I'm fighting the other guy. Kill him as well. Um, and so it was like four kills in like 19 seconds, which is crazy. The first guy was like level nine. The second guy was level like three or something. I was like, oh no, <laughs> this is awful. And then the other two were like, you know, the chat of the group who i think because it was a duo and one guy on his own i think um he was like level 17 or something i was like this isn't great and then the last guy was like 40 odd so i was like okay like that's kind of mixed but <laughs> it does it does yeah you, know, you feel bad when you just like turn up and just like storm in with a meta m4 and just like, murder a load of guys who are like under level 20 or something Do you it doesn't though? feel as victorious as well i guess it doesn't necessarily make you feel bad but it's just like <laughs> i don't feel as victorious as i as I felt while I was doing it, you know, somebody called it post kill clarity in chat, which I thought quite, <laughs> <laughs> quite accurately summed it up. Oh, that's a good one. That was good. So yeah, it was good. It was good. And then um, after completing it, you got a thick case and um, like thick items case and like $20,000, which is good. Oh, and the most important part of the unlock is that you got access to a bunch of stupid end game ammo. Yeah. So this that. is, Kind of the start of the end game. Yeah, you've got it up there. I know that you could get seven and forty. You could buy seven and forty. By the way, for those who aren't, you know, aren't completely up on all the lingo of all of the numbers and whatever stuff that we throw around on this cast, that's the the insane unicorn ammo from five four five with the negative recoil modifier on it. So no one ever gets this really, but it's extremely powerful. It's one of the only five four five ammos that actually does like decent damage. So rather than doing, you know, PP is forty four. BP is 45, BT is 42, BS is 40, and then 7 and 40 is 52 just out of nowhere, right? So it's a lot more like 556. It's like 52 damage and 44 pen. Um, and one thing that's actually kind of sad about it is that like 7 and 40 is like total unicorn, like you never find it anywhere. Like it's impossible to find. And it's like very analogous to 55A1 that is currently purchasable on Peacekeeper 3. 
And it's like one of the issues with 545, right? Like I, I know I know this thing has got minus 20 recalls, so that that's like the reason why it's so insane. But the damages are really low on 545. Um, Even so if it yeah, didn't have been... like the 20 recoil reduction, mm -hmm. it still would be like because mm -hmm. the AK shoots slower. And, like, I know. And people would recoil... only use it. I mean, the recoil is like kind of low, but nowadays the M4 is lower, I'm pretty sure, once you fully kit it out, right? It's got to be. Possibly. So you, you basically need the recoil to make it make sense. And like, it's, mm -hmm. yeah, it's tricky. It's basically the only good bullet. You could buy that for like, I think it's like $19. So it's a lot. It's like two and a half thousand per bullet. Yeah. Which is like, yeah, it's pricey, it's not cheap. but it's not too bad. I mean, let me, let me triple check. Uh, it's uh, seven, seven and forty. Um, so I actually bought some of that myself. You can buy, yeah, it's nineteen dollars. So you can buy ninety of those per reset, which is, yeah, you know, it's pretty good. I mean, it's, I don't think it's too much. I think it's fine. It's like it's on par with like crafting good stuff, and you can buy every reset, which is fine. Um, I can't buy M six one because I haven't completed Shooter Born, but you can now buy M nine and three. That's only twenty dollars, which I think is a steal. To be honest, you can only buy 20 bullets of it, though, which I, I think is fine. I think that's like that is OK. I, if they introduce 7 and 40 and you could buy 20 in the main game after completing some stupid quest, I feel like that would also maybe be OK. Um, and then there's a bunch of others as well. What, what are the other ones that you can buy? I, I didn't actually I haven't checked on the others. Those are the only ones I was really interested in. Does it say that? What does it say on the screen? Uh, PBB, APSX, SSAP, MAI, AP. So the all, basically, all the Unico rounds for the five, five, six, the five, four, five, the seven, six, two, nine yeah. millimeter. APSX know. is eleven dollars, which is actually quite cheap. I think that's yeah, like fifteen hundred. And APSX makes the MP7 endgame. Like that's why the APSX is important. I think something like SSAP is silly because M9 and five is better than SSAP. SSAP is like too low. You end up into like five, four, five territory. But then MII AP is really good. It's better than BP, and that's yeah. MAP is is pretty good. That is like bonkers good. So, I mean, I think it was the SSAP or uh, SSAP APSX is for the you know MP5. It's just the damage is so low that it just makes headshots kind of bad. Yeah, it does for sure. It does for sure. But yeah, if people are wearing a Reese T and a um a Thor, then it's the only way to make the MP7 sensible. I think. But then if you run into Tequila, then he kills you, basically. He's but just got even, enough damage. You can't even headshot the wrist T, right? Like, I don't even think you can... I guess you can pin it, but by the time you pin it, it's just not going to kill him. It's too, it has to be two shots, yeah. Yeah. I mean, APSX won't kill somebody with no helmet. Yeah, yeah, that's so, what I thought. Yeah. So you yeah. have to hit them twice. That fact but... alone just, like, immediately turns me off of it. Yeah. It used yeah. to not be the case, which was, like, fine back then. Like, it was actually mm. really good back then. My opinion but. yeah yeah hearing you describe your loadout choices in four it just kind of sounds like it has all the good things you want in an smg but with like a bigger bullet <laughs> you know it has high rate of fire low recoil but it has a better bullet so like yeah, yeah. why would you you get like the best of both worlds smg like yeah. performance in a rifle mm. so i some people kind of don't mind i actually saw quite a lot of m cx usage with cbj yeah, i think people that. have been buying cbj because you can buy so much so there's a lot of people had it stockpiled and it was like the only thing they had left i imagine yeah. like oh, oh i'm gonna use this gun loads and then realize that you can't get the recoil that low so like didn't really use it very much and then in the ammo event they're like oh i'm out of 85501 and 905 what have i got left oh i've got cbj i'll use that and i died to it a fair number of times like, i was say that that'd be a good map to use it on because it's mm. so close quarters that you can mitigate yeah. a lot of the recoil issues 
Exactly. Like same fire same fire rate as the M4. The lack of modding doesn't matter as much. You can build it ergo centric a bit more so and get away with it on factory because you're like yeah. fire like point firing with a laser a lot more than you are on other maps. The sight lines just aren't very long, so it performs really well. Um yeah, so that actually was also also good. But uh, yeah, no, it, was, it was it was cool. It was cool. I died one time to a, a stomach one tap with the KS. So, like that was a surprise. Okay. Um, oh, okay, shotgun. Yeah, yeah. trap twenty five as well. Trap twenty five straight to the stomach, like one tap. Mm. Me, I, I didn't actually think for some reason I didn't think that was even possible anymore. But I added up the damage and I was just like, oh no, like it, that definitely does kill you. <laughs> well, he needs all eight to hit, or is it just seven out of eight? I can't even remember at this point. To be honest, it's you need a lot of them to hit. But the guy was like. He literally had it like in my stomach. Yeah. Um, it's well, so yeah, trap 25 is 80. Sorry, it's, it's 78 damage. 78. So, and there's eight pellets, right? And there's eight pellets, yeah. And you have 80 thorax, right? Uh, or 80 stomach. Uh, stomach is a bit low. Oh, it's 70. It yeah. It's 70, I think. So, I mean, even just the base damage is like. Yeah. 600 no sorry not 600 base damage is 624 so and the stomach does like now it does a five percent extra because you know it used to be the 150 multiplier right. but now it's only 105 wait it used to be really? 150 yeah 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 because because when they changed it they changed it, all of it so arms are like arms take away 51 percent of your damage now the legs wait. take away 30 percent and your stomach and the stomach multiplies damage by an extra five percent that's I did not know that. I thought it was still 1.5. That's crazy. No, no, no. No, That's no. crazy. They changed Whoa. all of them. They changed the oh legs God. and the arms and the stomach. <laughs> Dude, flesh is so bad right now. Flesh is pretty rough. Yeah. And it's kind of made, it's amplified all of the issues with the low damage bullets in, across the board. If you, especially yeah, if you I mean, don't hit, like it's made it really brutal. Good fuck flechettes, but also <laughs> flesh damage is really bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that's crazy. That's like, I mean, that's a pretty significant decrease, isn't it? Yeah. I feel like that's a lot. Going from yeah. one it matters. It matters. I think the stomach change is actually fine. So, so where I am, where I am on the flesh, like given we're talking about it, where I am on the flesh round stuff, I think the arms thing is fine. Right? I think that's okay because the arms are like transparent to shots above 20 pen when they're blacked out anyway. So if you shoot their arms out, the bullets can go through and hit the thorax anyway. So it's not like you're relying on like hitting the arm like 20 more times for them to die if you're using like high-tense stuff. So that doesn't matter so much. The stomach, I think it, it just caused like, <clears throat> it just caused weird interactions with certain things like shotguns where you just instantly die to one shot, which I, I know should be like, that is kind of the downside to wearing thorax-only armor, mm-hmm. but it's made thorax-only armor like a lot better. Because you don't just, like, as soon as your stomach's blacked, you don't just, like, suddenly get, like, damage-amped and die out of nowhere. Yeah, I mean, just, it was, it was annoying, for sure. Yeah. And, um, but the legs one, I think the legs is too much. Because when you're shooting legs, you're not shooting anything else. I think they could have kept the legs at just one-to-one, and it would have been okay. I think, I think they could just put the damage, mod, like, changes, changes. So, because now it's some weird number, because they multiplied everything. So, now it's, like, mm-hmm. 0.49 on the arms, yeah, and, like, 105 weird. on the thing, and then 70 on the legs. Just, like, put the arms to 50. The stomach to one and the legs to one. Like, that's just so much easier. And it just does the same thing. Like, you keep leg metal the way it was. Oh, no. Like, leg metal wasn't even like, people weren't even using it that much before, right? It's like one of the only yeah. ways that newer players have. We're going to have to see with the new armor system because, like, sure. 
you know, this helps with the new armor system to stop people just getting shredded as well. Like any any decreases to damage is going to help. It's like it's like the offset for increasing hitbox health, right? It's like a sort of sort of similar thing. You know, your effective HP goes up if the damage multiplier goes down. Do you know what I mean? Because your EHP, if you get shot only in the arm, is like double basically. Yeah, You've, your PMC. Like if you if they can only see your left arm and nothing else. Your effective HP is like 800 or something like that. Yeah, yeah, you have to do like 800 damage to your arm. And the luxury HP is like 600 or something. I don't know. I just, I just, in general, I dislike how, like, typically, like, especially like, I'll use Call Duty as an example. You'll have like hit zones, and those hit zones have multipliers, and it pretty mm-hmm. much follows a trend of like legs are bad, chest slash thorax is good arms are okay head is optimal right so you're like yeah. naturally incentivized to aim upper body whereas like you know the way tarkov said it's like you're incentivized aim head or like leg if you have this ammo or like it's just it's just i don't know i just don't i just don't like it, it it's bothers me you know when i hear like having leg having a one multiplier and arms having a point six, it just like it just feels wrong to me you know yeah. heresy <laughs> yeah well it was because it used to be, um, it's really point nine. It was seventy. I don't know. One to one on the legs, and then one fifty, like one point five uh, on the stomach. I think. Yeah, because it because it was seventy. The the thing is, they they multiplied everything by point seven, and before mm-hmm. it was seven point seven on the arms. Mm-hmm. You did point seven times point seven, and that takes you to point four nine. So that's how we've ended up here. Yeah. <clears throat> and the stomach was one point five times not point seven, and that takes you to one oh five. Because I remember we had these conversations right when it first came through mm. about like, is it just going to be a flat negative or is it going to be a multiplier or whatever? And like it didn't matter for the legs because the legs was one anyway. So the legs was always going to be 70 no matter whether it was minus 0.3 or times 0.7. That was going to get to the same thing. But the arms was either going to be 0.4, no, yeah, 0.4 or 0.49. And the stomach was either going to be 1.2 or 1.05, depending on how they did it. And they did it as a multiplier, but. Like, right. You know, anyway. Anyway, anyway whatever um it was good it was fun i enjoyed it it was a good event ammo's back now so you can go back and buy normal stuff and everyone's got in-game bullets so you know this is really the run-up towards the end of the wipe we know it's going to be in december we know that the arena's coming soon everyone's got access to set well everyone anyone who's done the quest 50 pmcs the quest is still there as well by the way so if you didn't complete it during the ammo event it doesn't matter it's still there so all you got to do all you have to do all you got to do <laughs> i know for some people it's hard all you got to do is get 50 pmc kills between now and the end of the wipe and then you can buy M993 and other stupid bullets. If you needed M61, you haven't been able to buy it. We'll try out 7M40. Actually, well, just one last thing that I talked about on the stream, um, which I found quite interesting about 7M40. Is oh, no. The way... I mean, it's basically the only round... Like, and I haven't talked about it for a while because they nerfed all the subsonic bullets, right? So that, yeah. And again, this is going to be a moot point when the recoil system changes because it's all going to be different. But right now, you have, as we always talk about, you have the, the lift up and then the lift... and then it, comes back down again to about the halfway point right it goes from zero to 100 and then to 50 and that's just the way the recoil system works which fires up to the top the top of the apex and then comes back down halfway well what's funny about um 7m40 and i showed this on stream 7m40 obviously does the same thing but just less because it's got minus 20 recoil uh, is it 20 percent? is it a flat number yeah, we've been we've been around this roller coaster before it's not either it's not really <laughs> I still it's a combination of the two. <laughs> yeah it's a combination of the two um it's broadly a percentage but once you get closer to zero, something funny happens and it stops becoming a... It becomes more like, well, anyway, it's complicated. Um, 
Okay, let's just, I have let's to just ignore that. No, I have to ask, is, what's the order operations here? There's got to be some order to the madness, right? I mean, the, what happens with, first? The recoil? The, like, I, never, I never figured it out properly. Right? Because uh, I don't think it's really solvable um, in the way that it's done now. And it, uh, it was the changes in 12.12 with the flat 21 recoil being added to everything. Right, that I think messed everything right. up. The best model that I could find for it was it's a percentage recoil modifier, but after you re-add the 20 back. So if an M4 is 50, you add 21 to take it to 71. Then you do mm -hmm. the multiplier for the recoil, and then you take 21 back off. That was the best model what? that I found for it, but it doesn't completely work when you get to really, really low levels of recoil. Like if you take like the Meta AKM oh, wait, I think with it... the night scope on it, and then you put US in it, like it doesn't, it doesn't work for that because you end up below zero, and that clearly doesn't happen in the game. There's like diminishing returns once you get to the bottom end. But for the rest of the the rest of the damage model system, like that, oh, sorry, the recoil modeling system, that seems to be broadly okay. Ultimately, it's a moot point, right? It does have some effect. But it's yeah. not either. It's not a flat number. It's not a percentage. It's some weird it, hybrid. It, that doesn't make any sense. All right, whatever. It's Tarkov. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it's Tarkov. So anyway, the so 7M40 has this minus 20 mystery number on the recoil. Mm. And so it goes up and down, but it goes less than the others. So what you could do, the other good ammo in that category is like BS, really. But BS has got um, a recoil increase of 10. Yeah. So BS goes quite high, actually, and then settles down to some sensible level. But what's interesting is if you put like five round, or four or five rounds of 7M40 in, the peak of 7M40 is quite low because of this recoil decrease. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it jumps up. But then if you have the rest of the mag with BS, the, where BS settles is actually quite high because the recoil is, is so high. So what you end up with, you end up with the peak of 7M40 and then the settle point of BS, which is actually very close to where the peak of 7M40 is. So the gun hardly moves back down. Like, it doesn't move back down to the 50% mark because it expected to go up to, you know, infinity with BS and then back down to halfway. But there's only a tiny little difference. So you actually, like, the overall recoil profile is better than either separately if you have 5, 7M40 in it and then BS after, for one full spray at least. Like, obviously, you have to set that up for each time. And if you then go through half a mag, and then you have to spray, the recoil's going to be more, right? So you have to set it up every time you want to do it. But it's funny, like, if you have, like, three mags all starting in that way, 7M40 and then BS afterwards, that's, like, the optimal recoil profile because the gun jumps up less than all the others and then basically stays there. So it's, like, really easy to control, which is kind of fun. Yeah, it's... Uh, fun. It's a fun quirk. To... It's fun's a word. <laughs> yeah, it's a little. I like those kind of things. It's a little quirky. Yeah, no, you know, I get it. Whatever. Um, so you know, I enjoyed demonstrating that. But yeah, it's it's all it's all going to be different. Maybe we'll have to find some more of these quirks with the new system when it comes through. But uh, but yeah, that was the last thing I wanted to say about that. Just before we moved on, because it's a little interesting tidbit, and not everybody remembers about the subsonic stuff from before because subsonic SX and SB one nine three are now terabad bullets. That's mm. kind of suck, which is a bit sad to me. I don't know why, why do they do that to my boys? Agreed. You know? It's not like when people go, oh, I, I put US ammo in the top of my <laughs> 762 AK, and I'm just like, yeah, you've decreased the recoil, but like at the expense of you actually being able to kill anyone. And that's kind of yeah. how I feel about the other two now, which is a shame. Because, you know, you could do these like funny, funny things where you've got like the top rounds and blah, blah, but it only really works with 7 and 40 now. Yeah, I think it's kind of a shame you can't. Like, I've done that before, just brought a full mag of US ammo in my 
RD on the shoreline. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, you think, oh, I'm going to be in the resort, you know, I'm going to get the bunch of extra recoil, but like, it just does not, it's not enough to make up for the fact that you're like going down two tiers of armor penetration. Like, oh, you think, oh, I'll okay. just hit him in the head. I'm a god gamer. I mean, you are a god gamer, but you know, <laughs> it's Tarkov, so obviously that's not my fault. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so that's 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 basically that. Um, all, your, all of your ones on your side seem to have disappeared. By the way, what the heck? I don't know what happened. <laughs> oh, I hit the wrong button. <laughs> that's <laughs> funny. That's funny. Uh, so, I mean, <clears throat> shall I just go into the next one now? I guess because it it sort of feels sure. on topic, and then we can yeah. switch back to to your side. Talking about recoil and the new system <laughs> and everything else and then BSG's tests and whatnot. BSG announced that they are testing the new recoil system on ETS, like we had hoped that they would when they demonstrated their first recoil system and then showed it for the second time on the recent Tarkov TV. The players who are inside the ETS program are getting to observe and play with the new recoil system and provide feedback in the way that ETS allows, which is basically the same system as the bug report system, effectively. And there's um there's some like ets discussion boards as well okay so everybody who has ets i implore you to go and check it out test it give your feedback i don't really have any idea of how bsg will filter through the various pieces of feedback and this sort of brings up the usual conversation that's been doing the rounds on twitter again for like the nth time which is that ets is behind what they call nda but i mean you just if you talk about anything that happens inside or show like show anything from it like screenshots or whatever then you get booted out the program so it's not really like you know you've not signed a contract or anything really right but you just get kicked out if you showcase it and yeah this is brought up the usual conversation of like why is it so secret like don't we want everyone to see it like i i almost i don't mind i I almost don't mind like ets being locked off in some ways right that you have to apply but then everyone can see it, you know. It'd be, it'd be like it'd be like when you have a new game that releases, but it's like earlier, like closed beta, and then you can stream it and show people, but like not, but it's like limited access. Like that's that would be better. People would still be able to like see stuff and like come to conclusions and think about it and like discuss or whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, this this conversation has come back around again. It's just, I do think it's unnecessary. That for things like the ammo, or sorry, the recoil system rework, that that needs to be like hidden behind ETS, and that the rest of the player base like can't see it. What are your thoughts? Oh, look, someone actually has broke their NDA. <laughs> Allegedly. Oh, really? Yeah, they said this is a bunch of day. The recoil for most weapons is way too low, especially the mid-high tier weapons. They are really, really OP now. You can full beam, on, you can full on a beam insanely easily. Little bro, rip your ETS. <laughs> uh, what I think about it, um, I think it's weird. I was just thinking about Rust. So I played mm-hmm. Rust a little bit recently, and they have a, what's called a staging branch. Let's see if I can maybe search for it. Staging. Right. And it's essentially like an early build of the upcoming update. And oh, it's just like a dev branch kind of thing. Like yeah, exactly. Branch. Yeah, and then I mean anyone can install it and play it, 
mm-hmm. and whatnot. Um, there's, you know, communities and people, creators alike that are heavily invested into it. Like there's this one guy called Shadowfrax, who's like a YouTube content creator, and he, mm-hmm. he covers a lot of basically he's kind of like the new at least to my knowledge, is like the news guy. Like he covers all the stuff on the staging branch, so you kind of know what's coming, and then like once they actually announce something, then I'll cover that and you know, he covers all of the stuff that the devs are posting because they got like a not a Slack, but what what's it called? A uh some some like website where you can like post your updates on your project or whatever for the public to see. But anyways, yeah, I just don't know why they don't have something like this. I mean, like like why is it so I I I don't you know, I can't un- begin to understand. I mean, don't get me wrong, Face Punch is they they got a lot more experience. They've been in the studio for like a company for a lot longer time, like mm. ten years plus, I think. Definitely at least ten years, maybe eleven. But uh, I don't know, man. It's BSG, you know. They they do things differently. That's a part of the the charm, I guess. You gotta accept. Yeah, it just feels to me that they're either gonna have to face the music like when it comes out, or. <laughs> You know, at some point, right. like they seem to be kind of, kind of protecting their own, like, not everybody complaining or whatever about it, but like, it, this yeah. is the internet we're talking about. People are going to complain regardless of what you do. So you'd probably like rather, it's like Nikita's talked before about going on Reddit and the reason why he went on there. I mean, he said it's, you know, a steaming pile of turd, but you have to sift through and find the truth. Usually there's a grain of truth in there somewhere. Yeah. And it's kind of the same thing, you know, feeling the community's feedback. I personally think is a lot easier. Like, let's let's put it this way, right? As a creator, and they do they do lean very heavily on creators for feedback and input and and whatnot, right? As a creator, I find it harder to read the community's uh, a vibe and like integrate that within my because people come up with stuff, right? That I then go, oh yeah, that's a good point, or like go and check out something different, or disagree with people, but think, oh actually, but maybe this, you know, you're right. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're wrong on this, but like you're right actually because of something else as a bouncing board and i feel that anything like this is just it's missing that process a bit right it, like it, i feel like it's harder for me to come to an informed decision because and maybe this is just me right but i like to take in lots of different opinions and but you know i have you like, bounce it off of right yeah and i have like and like and like you can there are ways but like i have you know i have like my view i got i tried the stuff myself and i have my view and then and then i read about what everybody else says and like does the stuff differ to my own view or whatever? And then I'm like, okay, well, why do they think that? You know, that's sort of the way it should be approached, I think. But yeah, I just find that process a lot harder. Like, you know, the, the usual process for me is that like I'll post some, I'll post a video about whatever it is, and then I'll like right. get, you know, 150 comments of different people being like, yes, I agree. No, I don't agree because of this or that or the other. And I'm just like, oh, that's a good point. Or like, oh, have you thought about this? And I'm just like, no, no, I didn't necessarily think about that. You know, it's like I'm one person. I can't think about everything. Um, and the collation of that feedback is is hard, especially when it's just like. Every individual is just an individual, and it's just on mass, just a big aggregation. Whereas, like, if you're, uh, for me at least, like the the feedback that I tend to give on stuff in general is like an aggregation of my thoughts plus everybody that's input into it. Like, there isn't anything specific from anyone usually, unless it's like a really standout idea. But it's usually just like the aggregation of like the two hundred comments and you know. 5,000 chat messages I've read about the topic. And you kind of start to get an idea of like how many people like it, how many people don't, which side of the spectrum they're on. Like, do the chads like it and the rats hate it? Do the rats hate it? And the medium guys love it, but the, but the chads think it's like the best thing ever. Like, it's, it's, it's like it's nuanced, right? The community's nuanced, they're full of different yeah. types of players. 
And I find that hard, much harder to read with things like this, which makes it complicated. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's just my that's just my thoughts about it. Well, I mean, I don't want to say that. It, it kind of feels like it looks like to me like a lot of the ETSers, it, at least the ones that are vocal about it, are like creators, which you know obviously feeds into itself. Mm. But like as you said, like in some ways, creators are kind of like super disincentivized to play it because a they can't make any content out of it b they've like their job is making tarkov content so like you know you spend eight hours a day engaging with tarkov like is, is the last thing like are you really gonna at the end of your day be like okay now i want to go and do another job that i'm not getting paid for playing the video game that i was you know playing all day that i was getting paid for you know what i mean it's i, don't, I just don't know how like yeah, I mean, it's a tough call, right? Like, um, I understand, like, it, it is tough. When you're running it as a business, you obviously are doing it because you like it, otherwise you wouldn't have started doing it in the first place. But, like, mm -hmm. it's not just, like, it's not just play, play for fun. You, like, you try to, you have to optimize stuff to try and make money as well, right? It's like a balancing act between the yeah. two. And, you know, I sacrificed, like, probably a whole morning messing around with stuff that's of literally no benefit to me or the channel. Messing but around I mean with things. If you enjoy because I'm really it, interested, right? It. And I really enjoy yeah. it. But I'm like the back of my mind. I'm just like, man, I, I really should be doing something more productive here. But like, I like, how could I? How could I not? You know, like I'm, a, I'm an enthusiast. Like, if if I didn't do that, then I should probably just quit and not not do this anymore. If I'm like not interested in doing, I don't know. I, there's like, there's obviously, there's like, there's shades of gray with all this stuff. But I feel like if I'm just like not enthused to go and try it, why the hell am I even doing this? Mm -hmm. That's that's how I feel about. it. <laughs> yeah no for sure um so yeah so i went and did like hours for free and wrote a bunch of stuff and whatever but like i, I still feel that the feedback process is a bit too like scattered it's much harder to and, and i said this on the stream like as much as i'm an enthusiast for like that stuff and like trying it out like the process of turning feedback into like easily consumable you know valuable to watch content is that's the hard part and that's the bit that I'm not going to do. Like, I'm not going to make a full-length, regular Gigabeef channel video mm -hmm. that can only be unlisted and sent to the BSG devs. I'm not, I'm not going to do that, obviously. So my feet, Because that's not the bit that I find, like, as much fun as playing with the system. Oh, okay. And, it's, and I'm right. not going to get rewarded for it either. So yeah. it's... You know what I mean? Like, that's I mean, you the, get the that's game you draw the line. <laughs> well, it's <laughs> like... I'm yeah kidding. i'm kidding maybe but it's like yeah it's the, again it's the, the trickle of feedback amongst all the other yeah torrents of, of things from everybody else yeah it's not it's, a, it's not a very good system and that that's kind of like my larger point i guess is like i don't think your average player is going to give a shit about giving ets feedback probably even playing ets like maybe just like as a one-off just to see it do you know what i mean like mm. I, like in some ways you kind of like self select the people that are likely to give the most feedback by just having the channels open for, yeah you know I, what I mean because like you're like myself you're degenerates that their life is a video game <laughs> they're gonna be like obsessed about it and they're gonna mm -hmm. like you know go the extra mile for stuff because i just wonder it just seems weird that i don't know what the criteria is but like i saw someone in here what was his name uh, uh reload like <laughs> I have, oh, I have a yeah. similar 
Like, I see these, they're funny, you know. It's like, my t- waiting for my two-year-old epic. But I don't know what the criteria is. Maybe their criteria is, like, account, lifetime, you know, how many reports or tickets you send in, you know, your status. You you know, I have no idea. what. Maybe it's arbitrary. Maybe you just have to be lucky. Maybe it's the first batch. Whatever. I have no idea. But I genuinely think the process is quite chaotic. And I think that if you... If you have been playing the game for a while and your account is quite old and you play a lot and you applied for ETS, you haven't heard back. I genuinely think if you if you really want to get into the program and play around with stuff, honestly, just send like apples or a DM on Discord or whatever. Like they will probably be able to help. It's prob the, the application's probably gone into a black hole. Knowing BSG, it's probably just lost somewhere in the ether. Like maybe there's a legitimate reason, but like it doesn't hurt to send. I mean, I'm sorry, Apple and all, but uh, like send the community manager a DM, right? If you're like serious about it, then they might be able to look into it and see. I know that I I think I remember in the past some people who really should have been in it and like couldn't get in, and then the community manager just like oh, just DM me and I'll fix it. You know, so like I think sometimes it just gets like lost. I don't I don't know how it would be like when you press the button. Who knows what happens, right? Who knows what happens? Goes straight into it comes out of Nikita's like printer and he just puts them straight <laughs> in the bin. It's a fax machine. <laughs> it's a fax machine to, straight to Nikita's office. Yeah, there's the bin underneath the waste paper basket. Automated, <laughs> straight in. No, I don't. I don't know. I don't know, man. But like, it, it can't hurt, right? Yeah, it can't hurt. So yeah, if you're really serious about it, then then do that. But yeah, I'd I'd love to. I'd love to uh, to be able to talk about the stuff more openly for the same reasons why we talk about anything on this cast, which is to flesh out things like oftentimes like some of the videos that i make with that are more like structural about the game often start here on this podcast right because it they take like an hour and 20 minutes to thrash something out to go back and forth what about this no that's a bad idea because of that oh, okay and you know you slowly like work through something and like make your own mind up about something by like bouncing off someone else um and then it turns into some like real feedback that the desk can use properly rather than just like an aggregated sort of stream of consciousness from a thousand five hundred people. I don't know. I have no idea how many people are in ETS even. But it it just seems like it's just weird. It's just it's just weird. But yeah, obviously as creators we're biased, right? Because we want to be able to showcase that stuff. Um and then have it as part of the content. So I don't know. It's a funny old one. I do hope they change their mind though. I do think it would be better because yeah, people are gonna grumble. Like are people gonna grumble like I'd rather people grumble while it's changeable yeah of course like while because, there's actually like yeah they create a space for feedback for like in the ideas like we're gonna listen to it we're gonna adjust it but it's sectioned off to a select group just like and then it's gonna release and then it's gonna be like oh no we missed this thing or or like you know inertia and then it's set in stone, though, right? exactly right yeah. and it's like bsc I like that where they release it and then they go, well, now we're going to wait like six months yeah, exactly. before we change anything. And it's like, yeah. oh, and then like sometimes the most- they don't even get it right. And that's after that six months. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the most frustrating thing. Like if they change stuff relatively quickly, even after 1.0 of that feature, then fair enough. But because they don't, it's just like, right. Let us, let's get it right before you send it out. You know, I mean, not to be perfect, I but I, I do feel yeah, like I always use inertia. Like I don't know how the boat swaying made it past ETS, but my understanding, rumors were that it was much worse than that. <laughs> so. Yeah, and thank God that we only had that for one wipe, and then they changed yeah. it right, and now it's like sensible. It's um, a, it's okay. 
Unless maybe they did the, I don't know, they could have been the classic, you know, your head hurts, well, stub your toe kind of thing, and then you'll forget about your head. You know, they made it really bad for one wipe, and then they're like, oh, we'll bring it back to where we actually wanted it to be. But like everyone would have complained otherwise. It's like, oh, BSG have made it so much better, you know, because they're like, they made it terrible, and then they brought it back, you know. That's too big brain. <laughs> it probably is, yeah. I give them too much credit. So, yeah, I mean, you, you, everyone will see it when the, the wipe hits. I mean, I at the very least, you can have content ready when it comes out, you know, you're having a, well, something of an idea. Maybe, like, I guess something, yeah, sort of, but like, we don't know if they're going to change it based on the yeah. feedback or like. That's true. Ah, uh, who knows, man. Let's we'll mm. see. In that, exactly. But, I mean, what were your thoughts? What did you think when you played it? You know, like, <laughs> don't God, mind so me, awkward. I'm just going to type some notes here. While you... I keep, uh, yeah, I keep getting asked about, like, oh yeah, there's the awkward moment as well with, like, chat yesterday. I was just like, I don't want to get myself banned. Out of details, please, stop, please stop asking me. I was like, oh, you know, people like, oh, that sounds mixed. Oh, that doesn't sound good. I was like, stop reading into it. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, earlier, Giga was talking just, like, how we were talking about, like, topics and Oh yeah, we should talk about the ETS drama, and he was like, "Oh yeah, the ETS drama is so bad." I'm like, "Oh, so the the re the recall is bad? That's what you're saying?" <laughs> I'm writing it down. <laughs> this just in leaking news. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, at least they're, they're doing a thing. They're trying it. They're doing something. Yeah, so I'm sure it'll be better than it is now when it comes out. Um, Should we get on to your, your topic? Because we were going to do this last week about balancing, but then we didn't sure. get to it. I don't think. So I've been playing a lot of Battlebit recently. I revisited Battlebit. And um, since then, they've done updates to it, which, you know, previously, I mean, when, when I was playing it, it felt like, it's like, God, when's the update coming? Because back then it was like plagued by the, like, the, trope was basically medic and vector it was just like so busted i mean it was just very unfortunate because there's a lot of guns a lot of attachments and even the attachments were pretty like there was like one or two attachments you would see like grips and and muzzle devices included so was the, like was the classic like, situation where like some things were just straight up better than other things yeah there like was a bit of that situation yeah i i really dislike that but you know <laughs> It's a uh, it's an indie studio. It's like literally three developers. Um, so like you know, I, I can I you know I, it's, I'm not like hyper critical, but it is unfortunate. And I think too, what's interesting is, you know, since since the hype train of Battlebit has passed, um, you know, the the amount of players has like dropped significantly. And mm. part of me wonders how much that is a product of. Just the game being really stale, like for months, because it was like at least, ah, uh, I mean, it felt like two months there. I was playing Battlebit, and it was just like the same, you know, this the there was like 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 it just felt like there was just some really obvious fixes, like namely, just making some grips not a direct upgrade to others, because like the progression system is very cod like, you know, it's like you reach this level but instead it's like instead of a level progression it's like well there was a level progression but like specifically leveling up guns and like attachments mm-hmm. you unlocked had, had to do kills so like you would get 100 kills and you get this grip and then 120 you would get this grip and like 
the you know it was just like the hierarchy too was like so messed up it didn't even like really make sense because early on you get like one of the best scripts in the game and all the other unlocks were just like completely never like downgrades it was just like it was really out of whack but most likely the game losing its player base is probably just due to the initial like marketing and hype because like clean was like pretty hyped on the game i mean i remember him talking about it prior and i was just like mm. no interest and then twitch rivals came along and the game was like launching it was like cheap 15 bucks tarkov was kind of boring at the time so i was like all right you know what, fine whatever i'll try it and you know it was, i really liked it. it was a good game but yeah there were like tons of people from tarkov who went over like every game because i was playing with my buddies at the time when it launched and like every single game, there were people who like recognize me in game because like you you meet tons of people and everyone's display name is like really visible as well because everyone was as you said everyone was playing medic, and so <laughs> yeah. you were like healing people constantly like healing teammates around you and blah blah, blah. so like it's be like oh he being healed by Giga Beef or whatever and because there's like 127 people per side in the big map you just run into a lot of people so like tons of people would be recognizing me all over the place which my friends that found really funny because they're not actually like experienced that before which I don't really yeah because. Again, it's on Tarkov, like nobody sees each other's names or anything. So it's kind of an unusual experience. But, um, you know, I think it's probably just partly that. Like, yeah, I haven't played it for a bit, just been playing other stuff. It's uh, Battle Bit's good and I'll definitely play it again, I'm sure. Um, but it's not something that I'm going to play like 24 7, you know? Like, Team Charles yeah. says it had like 85, 82,000, something like that in the first like month afterwards. Mm-hmm. Then that dropped to like 45. And then by the time we got to August, um this year it was like 15k and it's sort of been gradually decreasing 15 10 and then it was a minimum of like 8,000 recently but then it's hopped back up to about 18 after the new new patch but i mean that's like i wouldn't say that's necessarily unhealthy it's kind of there's just a, there's a lot of games these days it makes it quite hard right every every game wants to pull in a bunch of people and people split their time amongst a few different games so just difficult to keep that those like you know really unless you're re- reintroducing loads of new content which like I don't think they have really right nothing fundamentally no. changed since launch really like i know they have i know it has i know it's been rebalanced and whatnot but um yeah no, nothing's like nothing crazy has happened yeah i mean then that's kind of the thing with like games nowadays is like the gaming space has changed so much like previously you know a game like this i feel like it would i mean this is kind of what we used to play essentially is like game would launch like battlefield would launch you would have the servers, people would play it, you know, you just play it, play it. There'd be like maybe a DLC or two that would come out. You would buy back then they were called like expansion packs or whatever. Have like maps, maybe some new, you know, guns or content or whatever. But that was it. And you just played that for like a year until the next triple A title came out, you know. Yeah. And like since then the game space changes so much where it's like they are constantly pumping out so much content, but also they're like creating systems to keep you playing the game. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, if you play another 24 hours, you get a bonus XP boost to grind to the next skin to unlock, which will, if you craft three skins, you can get the legendary golden skin of the ancient lords of Zoda. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like they got all these crazy systems now that just like incentivize you to keep playing. And then they have like a factory of content that they're pumping out as well. Like Call of Duty, I still like, there's some crazy Call of Duty skins like Nicki Minaj and Snoop Dogg. Yeah, I'm just like, dude, what the? I see it on Twitter, people on. moaning. And I'm just like, dude, I don't know. What's like, I think I made a comment. It was like, if I didn't know any better, I would say this was like the modding community putting stuff in. Because 
<laughs> it just looks so bizarro. Mm-hmm. But anyways, back on back on my How'd train they of thought it? here. Have they fixed it? Um, kind of, they fixed the, the, the progression of the attachments? Oh, yeah, I mean, the balance has gotten a lot better, for sure. Because, um, like, one of the issues I found was, like, just, yeah, just, like, the only class that felt good, quote-unquote, was Medic, because you had sustain. You could heal yourself, which I know is, like... <laughs> Groundbreaking. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's, it, well, I mean, it's just kind of, like, annoying, because... You know, you think of medic, you think of support class, you know what I mean? But instead it's like, I'm gonna heal myself. Back away, peasants. This med kit's for me. <laughs> it's, so, it's so funny because I used to play a, a game back in the day called uh Return or no. Enemy Territory Castle Castle Wolfenstein. And uh I had like the same issue. There was like classes and medic was one and like medics basically just healed themselves and it was like basically became the soldier class you know the class initially mm. that was intended to be like the class that's engaging in combat the most but instead it's replaced by the medic because the medic can sustain themselves they also like there's like a mini rpg system so like as you like leveled up on the server slash match you would get more perks and like one of their perks was like you're better at health so you get more hp so mm. they would just have like even more hp than <laughs> it was so busted and anyways but since since then they've they've changed it a lot where now you can bandage and heal whereas previously you could only bandage to stop a bleed and the only mm. way to heal was via the medics med pack which yeah he could heal you or you know you could throw one out but you know ain't no one got time for that I'm I'm moving and shooting you know I'm jumping around <laughs> so it's that was a pretty big change because now it's like it doesn't feel bad playing some of these other classes like assault for example which was like kind of the ideal you know class to be like shooting like you know whereas medic yeah. is like i can see it more as like a support role like there's a support class which hands out ammo resupplies ammo and they have like access to really heavy gear and lmgs and stuff which is you know kind of cool um but yeah just the class balance felt really heavily skewed to medic smg and they've done a lot to address that um, on the class part. Like now, in the most recent update, because there's a, it's free currently, I think for this weekend. So by the time this will come out, it will not be free. Maybe on Monday, I'm not positive. But uh, now it's like you can bandage as fast as the medic can, like self bandage, mm -hmm. but the medic can like bandage teammates faster, essentially. Right. So now it feels like really good to not be playing medic. Like I've been playing a lot of, uh, assault because you get these innate perks where you aim and reload like 20% faster. That's cool. Um, yeah, was that in is. the game originally or was that new? It was. It, it, the aim only applies to red dot, like one time scopes, mm -hmm. apparently, but it was, but like, you know what I mean? Wasn't it's enough, just like, right? yeah, twenty healing versus, you know. Right. Yeah. It's like you can, you could potentially theoretically live forever or, <laughs> you know, you could aim 20%. You know, it's just, it's really skewed. But uh, now that they've addressed it, it feels so much more balanced because what's interesting is like the assault, you can, you get six bandages. So like technically you have like, and I think it's like 50 HP maybe or something. Like it's not insignificant. So, um, you know, theoretically, you, you could heal yourself six times and um, 
But what you could do is you can get a small ammo case, throw that out, and resupply your bandages. So, like, you can almost feel as if you're playing how a medic would play, but mm. now you're playing an assault class, which fits more the role. And, like, maybe on medic, now it might make more sense to be incentivized to be more supporty, which I quite like. Like, they've also changed because the classes had access to certain gun categories. Like, medic was like, SMG and assault rifles, whereas initially, assault class only had access to, like, assault rifles, I think. Just said, like, what? Yeah, which, would, you know, kind of didn't really make sense, like, but now it's even weirder because now they have battle rifles and some classes also can't get SMGs. Like, Medic can't get the MP7, but they can get some other SMGs. Like, there's... Oh, okay. Yeah, like they made it a little bit more nuanced, but I don't really like where it's at mm. because it's like um you know it's like inconsistent like i have to check each class to verify what specific weapons in their brackets they can and can't have previously it was a lot more simpler it was like oh medic can have smg ar assault can have assault rifles you know engineer can have uh pdws and you know whatever but now it's a little bit more nuanced but they've added battle rifles as a new category, and now medics can have battle rifles. Like I, I'm kind of the opinion that medics should just have like the shittiest tier. Yeah, of I stuff, think so. You know, you just kind of like force them more into the support role, but make them good at supporting. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyways, the thing I wanted to really talk about was I just find it kind of hard to like do balancing in a way in like these like modern FPS games that's like makes it where it feels. <sighs> Like I'll I'll use an example of like Doom or like Overwatch. I didn't play a lot of Overwatch, sadly. Like I kind of wish I did now because I think it would have been right on my alley. But um, like Doom or Quake, like you had like these different weapons, like rocket launcher, grenade launcher, the plasma beam thing, the the shotgun, the minigun. You know, they all kind of like serve different roles. You know, whereas like in a lot of these shooters, it's like you know you basically have like these archetypes, like SMG, AR. Uh, sniper rifle, LMG, and like within those categories, they all feel very like they do kind of mm-hmm. the exact same thing. It's just like slight variations, which is like you know fine, but it's not super interesting. Like some of the guns, especially in the first when the game first launched, like the ACR was just like a battle bit. It was just I think it was the ACR. It was just like a worst M4 essentially. Like it shot slower, did less damage. The the one upside was like the mag attachment was like pretty good, but it, I don't know. It was just there's like things like that that's difficult, and like they've tried to make things more interesting in that regard. But I just I think it's really hard because as you add more guns, it's like the variance gets like smaller and smaller between each. You know, well, it's naturally right. So I don't know. I kind of like like I think one interesting thought I was having is having a shooting game where you know it's just it's really wild but like imagine something like uh, you know th- instead of thinking more like a shooting game think of more of as like a a a game in relation to like drawing or like a pin so like mm-hmm. maybe one method of aiming or shooting or you know fps fpsing we'll say is like you have to like draw trace like different 
characters and then it would like fire the character and you had to like cycle between like maybe you had to like cycle between different uh traces to find the one that was like appropriate for the situation <laughs> or so you know just like like i say some bizarre thing another one was like the faster you move your mouse the more like damage it does or something so you'd be like incentivized to like flick to think about, like unique mechanics for something different yeah right, right. i know right, what you mean yeah. But like something to like diversify the the way you engage with the FPS mechanics because now it's like it feels very you know it's it's still good I would say but it just it's like this gun you pull down a little bit more than this gun yeah know? and like or like oh there's a the baked in recoil profile that you have to learn like these these things right, we've gone right. we've gone through all of these things right the only thing that the first thing that comes to mind like as you say that is you talk about drawing and the thing that that sounds the best to me for that is like not really like a shooter per se you can still be first person but one of my favorite games from kind of a while back was a game called magica if anyone remembers magica it was an exceptional game that and that was like you were a little wizard and you could play in a team of up to four people and you had eight elements and you combined the elements together in up to five so you had like five like slots to combine them together and you basically like had there was no mana it was just like how fast could you like cast different spells because it was the different, about like this. yeah the way that you like coordinate the the elements together yeah um, and you could almost do something like that in first person right because you'd have to like draw the spell or something and mm-hmm, like put it together mm-hmm. and like maybe the, like the more precise you did it the more damage it would do or something like I can I can see that working in like a first person like magic game um, mm-hmm. that kind of thing that'd be kind of cool you know you, like you press a bunch of buttons or you have to. I watched the uh, the Wheel of Time series on Amazon Prime recently, so that's what like it is come straight to the to the front of my mind. Which is a good fantasy series, by the way. I read the books when I was a teenager, and uh, I don't really remember anything in the plot, but I remember a lot about the the world and the actual like how the world worked. Mm-hmm. And so when I watched the series, like I was like watching it for the first time again, plot wise, because I didn't remember anything, but I kind of knew how the world functioned, which was quite a nice way to to see it actually. But in that, like magic is kind of like done through weaves. And that, again, that reminds me exactly like this. You know, you like draw in like the earth element and then like draw that with the fire bit, whatever, combine them together. I, I could see a system working, which would be really fun and really cool and like quite intricate in that way. That would actually be cool. And that would work in first person because Magic is the third person game. You do all of the like spell stuff happens on the keyboard. It's like, I think it's um, Q-W-E-R-A-S-D-F, I think, if I remember correctly, because there's eight elements and you just like have to combine those in different patterns. And then you fire with the mouse, but you're like, you know, it looks like Diablo or whatever. You're like a top down mm-hmm. isometric kind of thing. And you're like, shoot your stuff. And some of them are like, you know, if you go like um, rock, you do like, if you just do rock, you get like a pebble <laughs> that fires out <laughs> really quickly. If you do like rock, rock, rock and fire that out. It's like a, like a big like brick kind of thing. You do like rock, rock, rock and just fill it with rock, all five. Then like a huge boulder comes out. Like, and you have to kind of charge it up as well. And then a huge boulder comes out. But then if you do... Like different combinations, like fire obviously just does like a gout of flame. Water does just like wet stuff. So you can wet stuff first and then electrocute them afterwards. But then right. if you do like fire and water together, then it makes steam instead. And like, you know, it wets them and but like and does like heat damage, but then you can electrocute them afterwards. There was like arcane, which allowed you to create like beams of whatever it was that you were doing. Like it was just, it was so cool. It was such like a cool system. It was mm-hmm. unique and I've not played anything quite like it. I played a lot of it. And then there were also within Magicka, there were also like combinations of elements that made actuals like spells from a spell book that weren't necessarily part of the system if that makes sense it'd be like something very specific and that would cast like haste so you'd have to do like one of one one of another one of another and they were unrelated and they didn't really do anything Kinda like, like a poker 
Yeah, it'd be a bit like, yeah, exactly. I mean, Magicka is like Invoker the game. <laughs> it's like, it's so cool. Yeah, and some of them yeah. are shields. You do like Earth and something else and you get shields and, and whatever. And, but there's no, there is no mana. It's one of the best parts about mm. the game. There's no mana at all. So it's literally as fast as you could use the keyboard. Wow. You can cast those spells and it's so good. Like, it is so good. It's so much fun. Um, I never really played PvP. I think that's, you're watching the PvP mode. It came yeah, out later. Yes. I played it like right from the start, playing the campaign. But it was um, it was great. But yeah, I could see that working in your your idea of like some <laughs> FPS, you know, having to like draw the spell out somehow or like do some kind of thing to like create the create the whatever. That that could be like really fun, especially if the movement was good. You know, you could be like bouncing around and like trying to hit people with stuff and different. Then different spells would be like some would be hit scan but do lower damage. Some would have like a wind up time or some would have like travel time or whatever. Um, yeah, I'm that's sure where you get like big variety. That's where you get a lot yeah. of variety with these things. Um, you know, playing. Warhammer Dark Tide as well recently, and still still playing that with my buddies at the moment, and um, yeah, that has got the same kind of thing like faster fire rates, slower fire rates, different damages against different right. types of enemy. Some project, some are projectiles, some things are hit scan because they've got like last guns in that. So those ones, you know, they instantly hit, but some you have to like lead a bit because they they take a while to get to their target. There's like flamers and um, plasma gun, which is what I'm playing around with at the minute. Mm-hmm. Just like that, that was actually that's actually super fun. I know we're going like. Wild, well, actually, this isn't wildly off topic because we're talking about just general balancing in FPS. The plasma gun in Dark Tide does like a ridiculous amount of damage. Usually, the way that it works in Dark Tide is the the more damage you do, you typically speaking, well, I mean, a the the fire rate is slow, and secondly, usually the ammo is very limited. So the revolver and the plasma gun do the most damage, but they have like the, the fewest shots. The plasma gun does have ammo, but it also has heat as a resource. So the more you fire it, the the higher the heat goes, and if and it, the the gun starts going, it's just like charging up. And um, if you like get it up to like maximum heat, you have to basically make a choice between whether to vent it with the reload, which takes ages, or you have to click the switch and like vent and take physical damage on your player. Oh, that's neat. Which that's is really cool. Yeah, the thing's like super hot, but it, like yeah, it's it's crazy. The gun's like is great, and I love Dark Tide because the experience of and this is what I love about all. Warhammer games that are well done, and I love Space Marine, and I think there's a new Space Marine coming too, uh, which is a single player like third person thing. When they when they're done right, the games are like they're so pleasing to play aesthetically, mm. and Dark Tide is very pleasing. Like the guns feel insane, you know, they, they feel insane. Yeah, so the, the church's got the picture of the guy venting uh, the plasma gun, I think, and taking damage, which is cool. Like that's the way that they balanced it in that game. Um, like yeah, the combination of like how big a mag is, how much ammo you actually can carry, like and then and then these special mechanics like heat, which I think is fun. That's why I like the yeah. plasma gun so much because it's another one of those like it's amazing, but it's right. like the classic. It's the classic video game balancing thing. It's like, well, you can have <laughs> do you, you know, do you want crazy damage? Okay, well you have to take this downside. Now you've either got like a uh, and you've got a choice that you can um, choose in the moment of I either do the the. Yeah, if I'm not in, in, imminently in danger, I've got, I could just choose the big reload. Or if I'm like, I really, really, really need it right now, I can sacrifice some of my HP to basically like vent the gun and shoot more. Um, but yeah, if you choose that choice too many times, then you're gonna end up getting yourself killed. So it's like, yeah, it's it's, it's good. It's good. Yeah, no, it's it's pretty good balancing. Yeah, mm. I like that. Yeah, and they did a big balance patch. That's I think I said before. That's why we're playing it again. I actually never played it on the first pass. But apparently the balancing wasn't that good. But it, it feels it feels pretty good now. Like I'm not a meta gamer in Dark Tide particularly, but mm. we're, we're getting up to the top levels. Like we've started trying to play some of the hardest missions um, relatively recently, and we're 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 getting there. We're getting there. Like 
dying quite a lot on them, but you know, we're like up into the end game kind of thing. So yeah, it's interesting. But um I mean yeah, like Tar- Tarkov has some of those things that need changes. We've talked before about MOE plus like versus the CTR, which is like only in only found in raid and yeah, plus the traders and you know, all of these games need that kind of like balance pass on them. Like the it needs to if it's scarce or rare, then yeah, you, it needs to be better than the stuff that you could just buy straight up for money. If money's not necessarily that hard a resource, the classic kind of thing. I guess battle bits a bit different because like that needs to be like balanced, irrespective of economy. Because if there's no economy in battle bit, you could just choose whatever mm. you want. Mostly, yeah. I mean, I think there's a little bit of balance around you know new accounts versus. Level yeah, I guess count. progression. Yeah, yeah. A little bit. I don't think they cared that. They've been talked about a little bit, but yeah. Like yeah, I guess some... the thing is there, it's like you do want to get things that are better, but more, you want more like choices, I suppose. Yeah. Like as you it, go up the levels. I don't think, I think they specifically call out they don't want like, you know, the last level 1000 mm. gun to be the best gun, but they also don't want the level one gun to be the best gun either. You know, they kind of just want yeah. something more, more choices, I think is probably more accurate. Which I like. Yeah. It's just, it's hard because I think, I feel that, you know, with something like this or even like Quake, you know, the, the, the content, the source material is a lot more open to adjustments. Like it's not as constrained. Cause like, you know, any like FPS, like I would say like most, the majority of like your um, FPSs are going to draw from like real life. Uh, like, if they're going to have a P90 in there, I just feel like I'm almost guaranteed that's going to have 50 bullets in there. And it also shoots a, like, caliber that's, like, in between a pistol and a rifle. You know, it's, like, a PDW. It's, like, good for pinning certain armors. So, like, it's going to be good. You know, like, sure, there's leeway on these things. But, like, the 50 rounds in the mag is, like, I don't see a lot of leeway in that in many FPS games. So, like, you know what I mean? It just feels like there's some, like, hard things that, like, you can't. Like, that's the sacredy of, of the battle. You know, you can't touch mm. that. That's, you know what I mean? It's like you don't have as much room to play. Cause I like when I mentioned Quake, like the thing I really like about it uh, was just like, and I'm not, I'm not by any means, uh, let's do like Quake Arena. So it's a little bit more uh, modern. updated. Yeah, a little bit more modern. I'm not, I'm like, I mean, I played Quake a little bit back in the day, but not anything recently. But my understanding is like, the different there's a lot of different uh weapons here that just like have different roles like the plasma gun this i don't even think this is yeah this is from i want the one maybe it's called quake online i, I know what you mean though right it's like you know there's like the shotgun and the rifle the the you know whatever it is like it, you've got like the one gun that does the role like you're right that as you add like more 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 weapons especially for realistic uh realistic games it's like how many different ways, like how different can the Scar L be from the M4 and the HK416 and the, yeah, the MDR and the G36? Like how different can they be? Like how could you represent yeah. that within the game? Like, yeah, they're different IRL, sure. Like, but that's because you're actually holding the damn thing. Like how could you represent that with the mouse and keyboard and, some, and the feedback that you get through the screen? Like that's, it's, you're so much more limited there. Right. And even like, you know, how you interact with the actual, you know, the FPS, like, you know, this the the footage I'm showing on the screen is Quake Champions is a modern version of it. Um and he's like running around the map, he's like pre firing the rocket launcher. I guess he's like I mean th- there's there's a lot to, to Quake, but um 
you know, that has like its its own role. Like he's rocket jumping with it, you know, and then uh now he sees the player, he's switching to the shock double for a shotgun, he's using the shotgun. There's like some like sniper thing, there's some laser beam. Like the the laser it's just weird because like the laser's good for tracking, but the rocket launcher is obviously a projectile, and it's explosive. It's AOE. You know, there's just like different strategies. You can get from around corners, whatever. And and the most important thing, right, that you're seeing from this, which I guess I hadn't really, I'd sort of forgotten until now, is that like you could carry all the guns at the same time. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Whereas like most games these days, it's like two at most, maybe yeah. a sidearm. You know, that's like pretty much how most games go. Yeah, that's true. But even like, I guess another one I was thinking of was. Um, like Overwatch, like I again, I kind of missed out on it. I just I played th- a decent amount of Overwatch Did One, yeah, relatively decent. Yeah, I was never like I, I played it casually. I was never a, a pro of Overwatch One, but it was yeah, it was good fun. I I didn't get into it because I like at the time I was a like it's still in the Dota, <laughs> and then B it mm. was just like I just felt like I was doing something wrong paying for a game that was. You know, like in my mind, it should have been free to play. You know what I mean? Because like they were gonna, they were gonna absolutely monetize the crap out of it. You know, like yeah, microtransactions and stuff. Like, so I, don't know, I just, I just didn't feel like it. I should, I should pay for this. But this, like, this game in particular, you know, you got like, I mean, this is the hero shooter genre, right? But you got the different classes that like have these different strategies based on like. There's the one guy that, like, what's his? I don't know his name, but like he, like, he looks like a monk type of alien guy but he like cast uh different balls of like different uh orbs that and then shoot projectiles oh maybe it's is it genji no that's the no he's the bow man <laughs> he's called zenis then uh what's it called zenny something zenyata zenyata yeah I yeah 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 this is this is him yeah you know, it's just like different these different like strategies and play styles. Like there's like strategy and there's also like that strategy is like reflect upon like how you engage with the said mechanics, you know, whereas in a lot of these games that you know are pretty like bare bones shooting, it's just like like Tarkov, for example, you know, it's like you you the I guess the FPS mechanics you engage in is like the leaning, the slow leaning, the mm. the different uh Inertia systems, health systems, you know, things like that. But like the actual aiming mechanics is like what I'm like hyper focused on. Um I don't know. It's just it's it's just something, like I said, it was one of those thoughts like, oh, what would be some interesting ways you can engage with like because that's really what I liked about FPS is was like once I discovered the like pro scene and the you know, the the passion there for like just being good at aiming and stuff. Like mm. I think it's Kind of like a, like have you ever seen Osug before? People play that no. game. Oh my god, I gotta show you it. <laughs> <laughs> it is like uh, I don't even know what what the what it is, but it's like it's like this weird community. I say weird, but it's like music plays and there's this little cursor on your screen. You have to like trace and like drag, and it's like oh, this is like super simple, but you're it's like supposed to be like a. I don't know if it's used for aim training, but it's like been repurposed for that, and people uh-huh. go absolutely nuts about this. Oh, I've never dude. seen this. Yeah, it's uh, it's wild. There's some funny memes. There's one where <laughs> this guy like breaks his computer or whatever his monitor, and he's like super obsessed about his OSU score. It's great, but uh, 
yeah anyways that's why i was thinking like what if you had one where it was like something that's like you're you were like incentivized to like move your mouse rapidly and like the trade-off there is like you would be less accurate you know like Mm -hmm. if you try to do micro adjustments you would do like no damage (laughs) but like if you were flicking you could like you know do a lot of damage yeah, like it but charges it, up if you do a flick or something. Yeah, like something like that. Like, you know, I was just trying to think of like different ways you can engage with that stuff like that. But Yeah, there's still some unique mechanics left, I'm sure. Anywho, Battlebit though has gotten a lot better and uh I hope it continues. Like it's they've done some changes on attachments where now you can like spec into like aiming faster, so there's like some kind of cool you can take like some ARs and kind of like make them a bit more SMG like and mm-hmm. it's 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 you know it's a cool game. I like it. That's cool. Yeah, I think if we want a battlefield esque kind of game, like we'll probably get back to it. I would yeah. think at some point, but uh, yeah, not really in that in that mind at the minute. Um, you meant you reminded me just of uh, just before we close off on that topic about the medic because I'm I, as I said last week I'm still playing a bit of foxhole. Oh yeah. At the moment, I like still fiddling around with that a little bit, looking at like more of the logistical stuff now. I like tried like switching between different roles and like uh, was trying. Uh, playing as a medic last week and that's like directly relevant for this because again it's like balanced in such a way that as a soldier you can take it's actually very similar to battle bit i guess um in some sense except there's got an alternate way of like fixing the balance so as an individual soldier you can take a bandage and you can heal yourself of a bleed but you can't actually heal your hp as a medic you can heal yourself of a bleed the same way as everyone else can, but you can't heal your own HP. You can only heal other people's HP. So you need to kind of stick with other medics, sort of. Not really, but like it's better if there's another one nearby because if you get damaged, you need them to heal you. You can't heal yourself with your own medical kit. Um, and it's funny the way it works in mm. Foxhole because the, there's two resources for medics. One of them is bandages. And the other one is blood plasma. So blood plasma, if somebody gets like knocked down, you can get them back up with the blood plasma in this like trauma kit. But the, the regular bandages are interesting because they act as ammunition for the medical kit. So everyone has like one bandage which heals a, a bleed, but that's like really in, inefficient. Because if you get your bleed healed by a medic, they use the bandages as ammo for their med kit. And the med kit has like 10 charges or something. I see. So you're better off like giving the medics the bandages and like going back to get healed by the medics if you want to conserve resources, which is kind of fun. But yeah, as a medic, you can't heal yourself. Mm-hmm. Only the bleed, like anyone else. So it's like that's kind of like how they've balanced it there. Yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah. Like Foxhole is much more organized, obviously. It's like a very organized kind of game. Like you have the frontline soldiers, they come back to... Yeah. People like, people go down at the front, you have 30 seconds to get back up. So people like grab the dudes that have gone down and run them back. If you grab somebody and lift them onto your shoulders, you can't shoot or anything. And you're like slow, but it pauses their timer for them actually to be dead. And so you can like run somebody back to the medics, drop them, and then they use the blood plasma to get them back up again and heal them. And then off they go back into the fight. So it's kind of like incentivized, but you don't want the medics doing that because if they get killed, then you're kind of out of luck. But there's no class, really. There's no classes that you just wear a different. So the uniforms get produced. And you like wear the medic uniform and that all that does is the medic uniform allows bandages to stack. So like anybody could anybody could use the, the medic stuff, but unless you've got the medic uniform on, the bandages don't stack and the blood plasma doesn't stack. It's just more of a pain. So there's no like you don't have to like pick a class, but you like build you build a class based on the perks of the uniforms that you can you can grab. But again, all that stuff has to be produced elsewhere. Like you run out of medic uniforms, you run out of people who are able to do medicking like more easily it's like it's it's weird like this sort of emergent player based stuff like i've I found even more things out about Foxhole recently actually and this mm-hmm. is like slightly off topic but 
there's like this weird research system. It's because it's a little bit like playing an RTS. I was going to say, a this is all in RTS. first person, right? No, it's all oh, third person. Oh, it's not? Oh, okay, no. okay. That makes Fox more sense. Is all third person. It's, and the fighting is weird in the game. I will say it's, it's okay. weird. Because it's like, there's elevation, but you can't control the elevation. You just like hold aim. And there's like tricks to kind of like, like if someone's in a trench, it's almost impossible to hit them, but you can like move your cursor past them to get the right angle. Like it's, it's really, it's really weird. The, the aiming and shooting system is like really bizarre. I'm sure yeah. it would put some people off a lot, but um, the tech system is strange because like each side has like one tech tree kind of thing. And um, it turns out that like, because it's complicated and there's like a small chance of getting tech resources when you're mining the basic resource that both teams, I think it used to be worse apparently, but both teams are like semi-organized themselves with people who like look after the tech and that's like what they do they just like look after the tech tree <laughs> because you kind of want to pool everybody's resources together rather than everyone doing it like in like a slapdash kind of approach and there was like two systems a different system for each faction just because that's just how it emerged like you could do it in multiple different ways and the two factions ended up with two different systems for collecting and organizing tech between them just because like the emergent player behavior came out differently on one faction versus the other and that's just how historically it's always been done and so now that's just like the two factions just have a different system for organizing technology which is like really i I really like that stuff it's so it's so cool um seeing the history of those kind of things and just how they like come through it's kind of fun i gotta try this game now it's it's interesting oh it's it's certainly interesting i mean it's like as i said i'm still i still don't know i'm not I, i think you're better off playing in the bigger group i think and Maybe I, I'm still like the jury's still out on it. Like I really, I'm like so fascinated by the game, right? And I'm still not 100 percent sure if I'm having fun. <laughs> I love, but that. I'm so I'm so fascinated. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, like I'm I'm dabbling with like doing the building stuff now. You can like build bases that make stuff, but to make anything like remotely usable, you need like a bunch of different inputs. But you can't do it all on your own. Because it takes a long time, or the resources are scarce, or it's just a lot of manpower required in doing this stuff. So it's like you have to kind of specialize, but then it's it's just complicated. You have to like work with other people to try and like see who actually wants the output that you're making. Because a lot of the time you're making like intermediate materials for other other things. Like it, yeah, it, it's weird. I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm still like. I'll still probably progressively update everybody on like how it's going because I'm still like I just don't know, man. I just don't know. <laughs> it sounds like one of those games. Like if you find your community, you know the right community, your place yeah. you belong. It's it's a great experience. But I think so. Yeah, I I definitely think so. Like I'm playing with two reluctant friends and one friend <laughs> who. Once is also keen to play, but this often not like plays at a different time to me. So like we sometimes play together, but um, it's yeah, it's just it's just weird. But it's like there's there's a lot to do. There's a lot to explore, and that's what I like. I like learning about systems and stuff. And the fact that it is very sandboxy, it's very much on the same school of thought as lots of these other games that kind of relate to whatever. So like people are building like facilities of things all over the map. Like you just choose, like, I just decided where to go and just, like, built some concrete or some, like, foundations and just made some buildings. And they just started making stuff. And I bring them, bring it resources and it starts making things. And it's like, okay, I can, or I can go to the front or I can, like, deliver ammo or mine stuff or whatever, like, whatever you want to do, you can do. Um, so, yeah, I, don't, I, like, I will see. Maybe it's, 
I, I think it's pro- I think the game is easier to get into in a group in like a bigger group or like join yeah. some kind of regiment right I can totally see it rather that. than playing it solo but like I'm not really a regimenty kind of person and also if people want to put like time demands on me that's also not going to work so that's why I, I don't know I need to find like a, a group of casual people who are just like just chilling and just play yeah. whatever rather than being like you need to be on watch from you know right right 10 until midnight like <laughs> every day like that's not gonna that's not gonna work it's so, uh, funny yeah we'll see we'll see i actually yeah last night i had two people recognize me oh, which is cool. unusual because the whole rest of the time that i've been playing no one has and i was like it's actually i mean it's kind of better in some ways but um Someone was just like, are you the guy who makes the videos? I was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then someone else recognized me last night. But it's like a lot less than in BattleBit, interestingly. So the communities are like much more separate. Just kind of fun. Um, especially kind of what you were saying about the timing with BattleBit. Like lots of Tarkov people were playing. So lots of people recognize me in game. Whereas like, yeah, Foxhole, like if you go and look at the, uh, again, like Steam charts kind of thing, like Foxhole is actually probably a game that it does better with less people. Mm. It's got a pretty steady player base. It's actually gone up over time. It was like, a thousand for ages and then three thousand four thousand for a while and then it jumps to like 12k when they do an update it was like four thousand three thousand two thousand it's jumped back to like ten thousand with the latest update and it's kind of gone back to three thousand but because everybody plays on the same map you they actually had to like split the split it up because there were too many people at one point oh really so there was like the main war happens on like one server and then they split it up into three but then when the player base went back down they closed server two Oh, so it's one giant ass server initially. Mm. Wow. So now there's so I now thought there's it was two. like multiple servers always. Yeah. There's just two at the minute. Um Abel and Charlie. And Abel's where the real war happens, and I'm playing on Charlie just to like, <laughs> you know, noob around and do whatever. But yeah. It's funny. Yeah, it's kind of fun. I guess if the playbase like drops again and there's like gets really small, then maybe they'll like restrict it again. Who knows? But uh Yeah, like I'm I'm intrigued, like looking into everything at the minute. Yeah, it's fascinating how it works. And the fact that it's so reliant upon like players working together. It's amazing that it functions at all. But <laughs> yeah, it's, it's interesting. Speaking Hell. of other, other stuff, you played the new Nakwon game. I only got to play one round. So I tried to like squeeze it in before I had to go somewhere and didn't really get a chance to play it again. What did you think so far? Well, I'm a little sad, but I'm not surprised. Not in a... Not too surprised, anyways, that there wasn't a big social hub and there wasn't like a little village and there wasn't people interacting with me. No, it was just a uh, menus and as 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 I kind of expected, but I had a little yeah. little glimmer of hope there. I mean, it's very early access, so who of knows course. whether they'll add that? Um, I don't really know, but yeah, because right now you seem to. This is the new like zombie apocalypse game, Nakwon Last Paradise, where. You're in like a you're on like an island. It's like the last place that hasn't been destroyed by the zombie apocalypse. And you have to go out and scavenge for stuff. I've played like a couple of little runs where I found a GPU on my last one. I was like, we need to get out, and it says like you know extremely rare and coveted like item. You need. <laughs> I was like, oh, we've found a graphics really? card already. People were like streamer loot. I was like, <laughs> this is crazy. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, like as you say, it's very menu orientated. So the, there's a map of like the guess the island that you're on and you start as an illegal immigrant into the island and then you like buy your first citizenship thing and so you're like a resident but you don't have like citizenship status 
and you as you go up the ranks there's like more unlockable like areas on the island that you can get into so to speak but it's just menu driven like i when you got to i think i got to rank two or three like i leveled up twice i think in the citizen grade and at the next rank it's like oh you can go to this next area but i didn't realize it just unlocks like two more shops so you could just see the shops and i'd already seen the shops i was like oh i guess this guy's like ragman and this guy's like oh yeah this this person's like therapist um and it's just their shops are just like in the next area on the list which yeah i, I was the same as you like oh it's a shame there's not more open kind of areas because you're just like your menu as you as church is showing on the screen you're basically in your room you go to the dock which is where you launch into the mission and at the moment you only seem to be able to go to the main city which is what was shown in the original trailers one thing that i would say is good when you click matchmaking you can like mess about in your inventory and do stuff which is like Mm. a huge quality of life thing that we've been talking about in eft for like ever being able to click matchmake and then just be able to mess around with things until it actually loads you into the game would be crazy there was another quality of life thing that I did notice about it that I was like, oh, that's a shame, is that you can't swap items in the inventory. You can't drag an item to another item and swap it. I was like, that, that's cursed Tarkov for a long time. So many people had forgotten that that was even a thing in Tarkov that people found weird. But I reminded everyone that like being able to drag one one by one item to another one by one item and then not to just switch place in the inventory is something that Tarkov is like incapable of doing because of the way that the inventory system works, which is... And like that also is the reason why... And we had a chat about like a little bit of realism stuff, but I don't think it really matters. But that's like primarily the reason why in Tarkov you can't reload if you like properly, if you don't have a slot. You know, you always have to keep a slot free because two items can't be swapped. Like the mag has to go into a a slot and then a new mag has to go into your gun. Um, And yeah, there's kind of reasons for that. But yeah, not being able to swap items is annoying. So I hope they'd fix that. But yeah, being able to matchmake while you're fiddling around is a huge plus. I really, really like that actually. I think that's good. So, yeah, I mean, it's like it's a relatively regular sort of daisy style inventory. I wouldn't say it's even as complex as Tarkov necessarily. I guess it's it's sort of similar, right? Grid system. It's like it's like we see in all these games now. Like no one's really iterated on this recently. Um, And then I saw, you know, Grey Zone as well. We're going to talk about that in a minute with their new trailer. But like I saw some people talking about that being like, oh, they've just taken the the inventory system. It's like it's, it's basically like the inventory system these days, you know? Like the, even the old like RPGs, like back to Diablo, and like even before that, we're using the same kind of system, like different sized items. You know, we have weight on top of that now, but all of those ARPGs use that kind of system. So did DayZ, Stalker, I believe, Tarkov. Um, you know, and all of these new games are all using it. It's like people understand the inventory, they know it, they know what it means, they understand how it works. Like, how else can you really do it in a way that's good? Like Dark and Darker, same thing. It's tricky. It's tricky to come up with something that's unique and not annoying. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so you've got like body armor and helmets and different bits and pieces that you could buy from the shop. I haven't really, I like, I just did a, yeah, a quick couple of runs and how did you find it in game? I found like sometimes, I mean, I was streaming as well, which I have to like usually optimize my system quite heavily to make it work properly. I found that getting into fights with zombies made it really laggy for me for just like a few moments and then it went back to normal, but that could have been a, I don't know, a um, symptom of like streaming it at the same time and not optimizing my settings. Was the performance okay for you? Um, I mean, I only played one. I didn't really notice any performance issues. Did you fight but... any zombies or did you sneak to the exit? <laughs> I was I was testing different things. So hmm. I purposely aggroed. Like I did a mission. I like purposely aggroed um, 
some zombies and like see how their pathing was and it was yeah. okay you know um i end up running into a player who mm. <laughs> i think they were also new in flash learning because we didn't really engage even though we like ran past each other a couple times it was, oh, it was very it was, it was i, I was kind of just goofing around just to yeah you know get a quick fill in before i had to leave but yeah i, I saw another player and we just kind of like nodded and passed us by i don't think there's any voip which is a shame i know it's the thing that you have to add but no voip does make player interactions kind of awkward as we know from tarkov pre-voip mm. big thing to add um i found that i thought the zombies were quite jank they reminds me of like days and it's, it's like a pre-alpha so fair enough but it reminds me of like the original daisy mod you know just like really like stuttery glitchy kind of like where they actually are physically present and trying to hit them is not always that obvious. Like, it's just weird. <laughs> um, I didn't find it necessarily that good. And, like, the vaulting was okay, but it didn't always register. I was, like, I vaulted over a bunch of cars and, like, jumped at the car a little bit and then managed to get over and stuff. And the stamina system also seems a bit strange. Like, if you get low on stamina, it, like, won't let you run for a while. And, like, there seems to be yeah. no indication when you're actually allowed to run again. And so, so it's like there's a lot of like polishing to do with the actual mechanics, but it plays out a lot like you'd imagine with um, that we saw from the trailer. I think I punched two zombies to death with a stick and then looted their body. Um, it wasn't too hard to do. Like I got swarmed at one point by like two or three zombies and it wasn't the worst. Like I, I wasn't like I died immediately. So they weren't like that. They weren't as dangerous as I thought. Oh, yeah. The fact that you can like um, hold F to like slow open doors. Yeah, that's really cool. That's, that's cool. something that I've seen suggested in Tarkov for a while. To be able to slowly open things, to slowly loot things, to slowly reload, to slowly whatever, so you don't make as much audio. I've certainly heard those ideas before. EFT, so seeing some of those mechanics in this, I mean, especially if it's like more stealth related, then that seems like quite a good idea. I don't really know like whether you're supposed to be able to sneak past all the zombies completely if you go slow enough, whether they're always going to see you at some point. I, I found myself like in both of them just like running like crazy mm -hmm. from tons of zombies and then vaulting over stuff and yeah getting out of the way like they, they lose aggro relatively easily it seems yeah which did seem to be the better way to move around the map just creep a bit until you're seen and then just like sprint and then you've got like seven after you but then you like vault over a big fence and then you creep afterwards oh yeah there's also a toxic gas thing as well um i forgot about that there's like a battle royale like it's not a zone that appears it's like a from, it appears from like a some epicenter and then it turns into a circle that expands out after that. And I think that's the, you know, get out of the raid or, or you die mechanic that forces you out. There's no time or otherwise, I don't think. I think it's all about the toxic gas zone. So yeah, I mean, ultimately for me, it's all just going to depend on like, you know, making some of these systems a bit better in terms of like less jankiness and then like how the progression works and whether that's appealing or not. because how much I'm going to want to sneak around the zombie apocalypse place that's like looting things. I don't know. Like it's going to have to be compelling. The progression system is going to have to feel good. Yeah. You have to get some good perks for doing it. Like I don't really know what any of that looks like right now. Yeah. I, I thought about that. And cause I mainly thought like, well, Tarkov, you know, you kind of get to like see what you're working towards, like the giants, you know, mm. dig a chat, load out the flea market. You can just like look at all this cool stuff that you can't have like early in the days. That's how it felt anyways. Yeah. Like this lucky scab junk box. Oh my god, a million rubles. I'll never get there. <laughs> mm. 
as we said before, like I used to look on the flea for stuff and I know you can't see them there anymore, but it was like the thick items cases were up for like 17, 18 million rubles. And you're just like, I'm like scrabbling around here with like 100K just trying to build a, a loadout. Like how do people ever have that much money so that they yeah. can buy thick items cases? This is crazy. Like, and I, I like that. And that was one of the things that made me really want to play it and like get good. So. Yeah, one yeah, thing I, I did is I actually took no weapon in. I noticed mm. I couldn't like punch or anything. It just defaulted the bandage out, which oh. I thought was kind of like surprising. So I, I don't know. Well, you have to have a weapon then. I guess. I'm not I'm not sure. Because like if if they grabbed you, then you could uh you could um like break out or something. So maybe that's how you're supposed to fight. I'm not sure. Maybe, yeah. There's a weird quick time event that yeah. you get when they grab you around the neck or whatever. You have to like hammer on the F button to, to release. There's also this weird arm stamina I can see because Church is playing it now. Church is playing it now on the showcase. But there's that weird like yellow arm stamina and you seem yeah. to run out of that arm stamina before the zombie dies, which is quite annoying. Uh... And it's just like, oh, you can't hit them anymore. And I just felt that that mechanic was bizarre and awkward. Well, I wasn't I, really that much of a fan of that. I mean, I assume that the idea is like you're not supposed to engage in combat. It's like a last resort thing. Like this is much more stealth focused. You know, I think so. Which, you know, it to each their own, I guess. I, I mean, it 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 feels like a very, uh, like like we said last time, like Last of Us meets, uh, Tarkov in a sense, hmm. like extraction mode. Anyways, I got a lumber stick. Wow. Is that a weapon? It is. It only has one star for attack. So it can't be that cool. Oh. <laughs> My mace with spikes on it has I don't even know what this thing is. Reinforced club has two stars. Yeah, I mean when's this open until? I can't remember. Let me have a look. I'll try and find out when it's open. Uh... Oh, it's probably easy to look on the Discord. It is open until the 4th of December. So, yeah, it's until... My, I know we talked about it last week, so people should have been ready. But by the time this goes out, I think that'll be the last day. It probably is finished, actually, by the time that it goes out, I think. Because it's like, for me, it's like 8 a.m. on the 4th. Yeah. So by, by Monday morning, for me, it's gone, and this will go out later. So if you didn't manage to test it then, then, uh, then yeah, you've, you've uh, missed your opportunity for now. But, I mean, it looks like there's even already been some, some stuff that they've updated be fair a character's always getting stuck in terrain or whatever they've already done like a hotfix which is quite cool oh a couple actually yeah there's a couple but i played it like right at the start so maybe it's like slightly less janky than it was previously but um oh yeah because i did actually i did try to play it late last night because i couldn't sleep and uh yeah it was like down for me and i was like oh <laughs> how convenient mm-hmm. oh look yep. a player oh does he know yeah, you can see the other people's like flashlights quite obviously. I don't know. Can you turn it off? I'm not sure whether you can turn it off. I'm not sure. I tried pressing. Uh, I didn't. I didn't really bother with the controls, but maybe I you don't can, think there are any. By the way, because I had to look in the control setting, and there you can't change them. <laughs> Apparently, it's there's very like, early access. It's very early access to the point at which there's like no controls that you can even change. Is it um is it a Taiwanese studio? Oh, chat says middle Korean? mouse button. Someone didn't play the tutorial. I yeah, I, I did. Can <laughs> I certainly did not play the tutorial. 
Yeah, Shame middle mouse button then. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So the other the other game that we um well looking at, but as like further back in the progression, but closer to what we're used to is Grey Zone, which I'm honestly like trying to suppress my excitement about because really it looks so good um but like who knows you know what i mean like it's just such a good base they've they've released like the second trailer i actually did a video about it um i did like an off off schedule video because they released the second trailer and they actually showed the creators who are interested the trailer early so that we could like make content about it and release it at the same time which is quite cool which is why you see a bunch of people who've like released videos all at the same time about gray zone maybe that's some people being like this video is sponsored right like surely and i was like no i'm just i just think this game's cool so nice guy's also done a video he has done a bit more work on it than me though and he got a bit more information from the actual devs about like a few various elements of the game um i just basically went off what was in the in the trailer because i'm just intrigued and i think people should be following along with it because i think it's fun but uh yeah i was like it sounds like from what nice guy's spoken to the dudes about that it's more of a PvE experience with PvP incidentally also there. Um, but in some ways, in some ways, it kind of piques my interest like more because it's like three different PMC factions and you can like capture and hold objectives for that PMC faction. So it might be more of like a, I don't know, this like permanent, like permanent world with like the living world thing with like real life consequences, a bit like what I was talking about with Foxhole, right? It's like emergent player behavior of like capturing stuff. It like it might be the perfect game that I'm looking for. Um, in terms of yeah, being able to like capture land and like being part of a bigger faction and like if the faction's organized properly and not mm. just like you know, PMC karma as we've been threatened with for ages in Tarkov. If it's actually organized correctly, then it could be it could be really cool and like super compelling and actually like really interesting to play. Like I don't mind playing like mostly pve they said that the deal with the pvp is that other people are going to be there but it's not unusual to play for hours and not run into players and i i mean that would that's sort of similar to in my mind to daisy in some ways right like you can play daisy in a way that you're playing for hours without seeing anyone like that's certainly yeah. possible if you don't go to the super hot spots so i feel like that could be the same um i don't know man like it's it looks it just looks cool and like the game looks beautiful from the engine and i'm intrigued like it could end up not being that compelling like all these things but i don't know just uh i'm looking forward to seeing more i am i am i'm hopeful i'm hopeful i'm trying to like i'm, I'm trying to really stem the the cope you know <laughs> yeah it's something i mean it seems like they got a lot there right now as is and it feels like like i think i watched your video like you know, they like adjusted the scopes. I mean, the scopes look really good. Like the the actual six X or whatever. You know, the actual ones with zoom. But even like the red dots look better, which they like tweaked previously because I think there was some criticism or something. But mm. um, yeah, I mean, I it, it like just the looks... vibe, the way it looks. Like even the LPVO, like the LPVO when it came on screen when I first watched the trailer, I was just like, oh, it looks so yeah. good, dude. It looks it's... so good. And like, there's no FOV <laughs> change as well. And the scope like fills the screen. Everything blows like there's like depth of field with the scoping, which I don't, people will probably turn off. But you know, the way that it looks cinematically is really really nice. 
it was just like yeah that, that moment i was just like oh man that looks so clean and so crisp it's like everything that we kind of wanted and it gives yeah. me that like because I, I sort of already thought that it looked a bit like far cry 3 and but then mm. like one of my favorite parts of that game is like going around capturing the outposts and like slowly sort of completing the map or whatever yeah. and, like if this game is also kind of like that sort of but in like a multiplayer kind of sense and it could be really satisfying you know like um i've had like discussions with people previously about games that seem like pointless but they're like very engaging um like that old game i used to play where you're like battling for territory and control like nobody ever wins but it's just like <laughs> you're just constantly battling for control of different areas like if that's like that that will definitely entice people you know just like endless conflict for no no i mean apparently you get different stuff like i think there might be like different traders for different regions so if you capture the different regions you may be able to like access traders that no one else can like there's reasons to capture the objectives for your faction, stuff like that. So I don't know, like whether there's going to be like lots of little ones scattered around the map, whether you're going to need to do like a big operation. I don't know how many people can play in the same area at the same time. Like, is it is it everybody? Is it like hundreds, thousands? Is it just like is is it some instancing? Like no one really knows yet. But it's yeah, and I'm I'm fascinated with this stuff. I really am, especially with games that kind of look okay to start with. Yeah. You know? It's the systems. It's like what we said with Nakon. It's the systems. If they can get some like cool systems in, then like I'm down to try it. You know, I, I love delving into new systems and seeing how how people have designed things. And then if it's just cookie cutter, it's kind of like okay, whatever. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't for what they got for pre-alpha. It doesn't look bad, and the parts that look good like make Tarkov look like pre-alpha. You know, what I mean, like the <laughs> they have mounting in the graphics look really good. The 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 LPVO scopes look really good. Like, I personally don't even mind the depth of field, like as like a like a, a balancing mechanic. Like, I think that's fair. Like, if you couldn't toggle it off, I'd be totally fine with that. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I wouldn't mind too much. I don't think, um, especially given it's like around the edge. But like, it just looks so good, right? The optic looks so yeah. good. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's like yeah, yeah. It's an interesting choice because of the whole like no FOV change thing because we talked about that before. I talked about yeah, it in my video true. a little bit. Yeah. Like, you know, you you pull the scope up and there's no there's no FOV change. It's like an interesting um just an interesting choice to have that be the default. Yeah. I, I personally don't mind it, but I I think I like having a zoom option as well, but kinda of like DC, mm. but you know, it's Yeah. You know, like yeah, way. like you said last time, it's like, you know, no FOV change and then you hold shift and it like focuses you in like that's yeah, that's that quite a cool good idea mm. man look at the scene like the background looks so I know, amazing man this, this is like Hawaii. everybody's computer's gonna like set on fire yeah well i don't know if i was really impressive with the if the nanite or whatever tech they got going on it just so. looks extremely cool yeah so yeah i don't know like yeah about the whole pve thing just remains to be seen whether it is going to be as com like compelling enough to want to play enough um but yeah if you like if capturing stuff is worthwhile enough and not too hard doesn't require like you know a coordinated clan right. of like 50 people to do then yeah it could be it could be it could be cool yeah i mean but one be cool one thought you know as far as like accessibility goes if the ideas like you do a bunch of like missions and pve stuff that then do the pvp stuff which is like the big challenging thing mm. you know that could that could kind of make it more accessible um versus like you know it's a pve pve game 
And sometimes you're going to get dicked on, and sometimes, you know, you're, you're not. That you said, kind of like how Tarkov is. But if it's more like, okay, like, you know, on the weekends, there's going to be this big uh, clan v clan thing, and you have to, like, prepare during the week, or, you know, it, but something like this where it's not so, um, uh, you know, it's like hybrid, making it more accessible for, like, the average player not to, like, lose all their progression, where you have this sort of, like, build up mm. and then you go do the fun thing and it's like oh you know whatever next we'll just do it again next week i don't know yeah we will see we will certainly see all right before we close i just want to squeeze in one comment here uh this was interesting so random input uh late after hearing a section about extract campers which was like quite a few episodes ago but <laughs> we talked about extract camping and you know whatnot incentives and solutions whatever they say, uh, I'm not sure if either of you know about the peak on reserve at Dome where you can see D2 through the walls and check for extract campers, but after feeling but after feeling as though we had been camped a lot recently, me and my friend began counter extract campers in our reserve raids when possible. And our findings were that in the twenty seven reserve raids in the last couple of or, or that they were in twenty seven reserve raids in the last couple days, fifteen. I think uh, Wording's a little bit messed up here. I'm pretty sure, unless my reading... My reading is also kind of screwy, but... It sounds like in 27... <laughs> in the last 15 days, there was 27 D2 campers, is what I'm interpreting that as. Uh, they go on to say... It was that half then? Is that what they're saying? Like 15 I think so. Raids, 20, uh, sorry, f- 15 campers in 27 raids, I think. Let me read this one more time, so... <laughs> began counting extract campers and reserve raids when possible and our findings were that in the 27 re- reserve raids in the last couple of days 15 exclamation mark of them had extract campers in D2 okay yeah, so I read the it. exclamation mark and ended the, the sentence that's where mm-hmm. it was, uh, upon building or building upon that because we both had Red Rebel we decided to wait and see if they would uh, give up of the 11 that we watched after deciding to time them, nine of them waited until two minutes or less remained to extract. That means a staggering 55% of our raids we counted at extra campers that if we're extrapolated the data from our 11 observed campers to the whole 81% of them waited all raid. It is way too high in my opinion and made me and my friend feel much less insane of our opinion extra camping feels very prevalent so I found myself bringing all the safe keys reserve loading up on docs cases so I can then play the game without feeling like a complete waste of time if I died trying to push PvP. Anyways, love the podcast gig is first person who got me into nerd side of Tarkov with pin values and everything like that. Truly skyrocket my understanding of the game. Wow, he is lucky for killing me to really being able to break down why I'm losing my shootouts. Dude, that is actually wild. Like, so many people waiting until like two minutes before the end, which presumably is because nobody went there. You know what I mean, right? Nobody went there. They literally waited until two minutes before the end of the raid, just sit there the whole time. But I think there's this, um, it's ever since the, uh, it was easy to blame General Sam, but it's ever since that <laughs> video, like, and it's just the way that you can play an EFT, the fact that you can hear the people coming or whatever, you can literally just be doing something else. And it's like a alternative version of completing quests like I used to when I mm. was in, you know, full-time work at the same time as running the channel, where um, I was have to be trying to like, min max stuff and so often i would end up finding myself like doing other irl things 
waiting until the last 15 minutes of the raid, just literally like lying there in a bush because it was the easiest way to get like shoreline quest done, for example. Yeah. Because if I wanted to try to play it, you can run into everybody at the start and like, yeah, you got to do PvP and like I was worse than I am back back then than I am now. Hard to believe, I know. But um, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, it was just easier to do the quest that way and it was not very efficient in terms of like Tarkov in-game hours, but it was much more efficient in terms of IRL time. Yeah. <laughs> because you could load in and then do something for half an hour and then use the last 10 minutes to run in, grab the item and leave. And yeah, it's just like, you don't have to be actually there at the computer. So it's like the flip side of that, but for extra camping, you just sit there listening for the audio. You're like watching Netflix or whatever, something you were going to be watching anyway. And then you yeah. hear something or you pause and then, oh, and then you go and bite them. Like I, I, I see, I, I see, I, I get it. I get it. But yeah, it sucks, right? I wish also... that... I just wish there was a way in reserve, for example, that you could like press a series of buttons and it just like floods the whole underground <laughs> with a warning or like gasses it or something, you know, that some way to just flush like everybody out. Yeah. <laughs> and like, oh, you could have to leave, you know, just give people some bit of a kick up the backside. Like you shouldn't just be able to sit there for free. It seems kind of cheesy. I mean, it is cheesy. Yeah. Like, I, I, don't, I, don't, like, I don't mind people doing it, but like there should be mechanics to avoid it some in some fashion. Um, well, or like the maps just... should be designed in a way that like you can't hold that like maybe i know it's it's, it's realistic right it's realistic because you could just hold a you can hold a um, a point like that but like is it realistic that you have to get out of there it's the only free exit like, that's not realistic surely you could just climb the fence or do something else if you're like irl you wouldn't go in there if you knew it was like oh this place is like very heavily contested okay well i'm just gonna i'm just gonna go there then rather than trying to do like literally anything else i know you could go to the train yeah, that's true. Reserve is skewed. I mean, it's like skewed doubly so for the extract camper and the extractor because, like, the extract camper knows you have to cut on power. So I am assuming they could check for that. Maybe they took that feature out where you could check your extracts and see if power turned on up. I can't remember if Reserve actually changed that. I want to say that's the case or not. Anyways, they have yeah, like you can't one... see if. What what can you see now? You can now, you now can't. I don't think you can see it at all. I don't think you can see if power's yeah, been turned on at all. I don't think you can unless you're physically in the space and you see the lights on. Yeah, right. I think you have to see the lights now. And I think when you're camping D two, I don't think you have any indication. I could be wrong if power's on or off. I'm not. I'm not positive on that. I haven't camped D two. I guess you <laughs> can't like... press the button if it's off. You can press the button if it's on. Oh, that's yeah. That's probably true. Yeah, that's, so you that's would a good know shout. if you're in there. Yeah, that's a good shout. Yeah, if you're just camping the exact spot. Yeah, mm. I'm sure there's there's probably some creative ways you could figure that out. You know, but but yeah, I just feel like you know you have too much. Like the camper has a lot of information. The the person getting camped has so limited options. You know, it's like had rev rebel. Turning on the power is already risky as is. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And then, like, making your way to D2 is risky. And then, like, actually going into the extract is, like, risky. You know what I mean? It's, like, it's so heavily weighted in favor in one way. It's just it's not even... Uh, yeah. It's why I, it's, like, yeah, why I don't really play that map that much. Like, the extracts suck in general. But I thought that was interesting. Like, the statistics are... Of course, small sample size, you know, wouldn't draw any major conclusions, but it's just very interesting yeah. that that was their experience. Like, small sample size, but if it's 50-50, that does seem, that seems higher than my personal experience. 
Yeah, I would say so too for me. I I don't play a lot of reserve. I mean, I don't like that map in general. Mm. And it actually, you know what? It's funny. I would now that's now that I think about it, is like we it's like we don't even when I was playing with my group back in the day, we wouldn't even go there once D2 came out because the extra camping because mm-hmm. we had like such bad experiences. We were just like, all right, you know what? We're only gonna do this map when we all have red rebels, because otherwise yeah. it's not it's not a fun experience. Yeah. People just only go there when they can avoid it, basically, yeah. at this point. Like, yeah, as I said, I've taken it quite a few times. Mm-hmm. And you get into kind of some interesting scenarios down there, which is kind of fun. Like, I sort of, sometimes I do it just because it's kind of risky. <laughs> you know, I get, going up to domes, like, kind of boring. But, um, yeah. yeah, it just kind of spices it up a bit. And it's, like, kind of fun. To, if you do kill the extra camper, it's like, ah, you know, it's like, it's quite, <laughs> yeah. there's it, something rewarding about that in its own right, which is, <laughs> which is cool. But, yeah, if you want to play it seriously, Red Rebel's the easy way to do it. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. All right. That's yeah, well, a lot. I think that's going to conclude today's cast. Unless you got anything else, Giga. Closing thoughts? Nope. All good. 1st of December today, as of this recording. So come on, the arena. Come on. Let's go. Um, it's, we're in that awkward period of Tarkov where, like, everybody knows the wipe's coming. And so yeah. I'm sort of a bit like, you know, it gets harder for me to make content that I think is like genuinely useful to people. Um, sure. And the temptation to make more like speculation about the next work content like grows rapidly, but there's only so much of that you can make. This, this period right. is always a little weird for me, um, I find, because I guess like challenges is probably the easiest way, but then you have to plan that to do it on stream, whatever. So like, we'll see. Um, now that we're like done with the PvP challenge, now that I've got to Lightkeeper and got his dongle dongle, killed Caban, <laughs> finished Gunsmith, did the PMC event, got the 50 kills. Now it's like, okay, let's just figure some stuff out. I've started playing around with the new thermals. That's like the next thing on the list. Use the new thermals. I used the Echo One um, and got to the end screen and had killed two PMCs that I didn't even realize were PMCs. <laughs> you know, such is the thermal. Yeah, um, right. So I'm going to try the Zeus, I think, in maybe next week. And then, uh, I mean, I might do a video about them. Just, yeah. I've done videos previously about all the thermal scopes, but uh, I haven't done ones about the updated ones, so I might do that. And then, yeah, I'm just kind of like waiting for the new content, really. It's, uh... Yeah, I'm just holding pattern until the white. But I mean, it shouldn't be long. I mean, it should be, yeah. I mean, my, my best guess is like 27th, 28th, something like that. After yeah, Christmas, um, I'm, hoping, I'm hoping like before Christmas, after Christmas, but like I don't really want January to be the reality because then that makes me worried it's going to be like, you know further down in january like i'm much more interested to play the actual wipe because i don't know what arena is going to be like testing wise like will it be yeah i don't know what that i don't, I don't know because i just wonder if it's going to be like the older features and not like the newer features are coming to tarkov like recoil and whatnot just, yeah i don't know some questions there but i'm not sure in general, but i'm excited I'm for that to more... come soon yeah i want it to come soon then there'll be something really cool and interesting to dig That's up true, at least to be something to do yeah yeah. December should be action packed, and yeah, and then and then um, I'm going to be going to Hanover as well. So in two weeks' time, yeah, go and watch the arena esports like pros pros duke it out, or whatever that's going to be. You know what? I would it wouldn't surprise me if like during that event or after, shortly after they launch arena ETS yeah. or testing whatever. I mean, that seems like yeah. a good time to promote it. I agree. We'll see. I'd be annoyed if they launch it while I'm out there. <laughs> I'd be annoyed if it. If they launch it while I'm out there, I guess it doesn't matter that. Yeah. 
just just get up on stage and be like, I'm taking over. <laughs> like, uh, you way, guys requested a sub. <laughs> <laughs> but it's probably get off the stage. Yeah. Uh, good stuff. Cool. All right. As always, thanks for tuning in. And we'll catch you all next week. Bye-bye.